All right, all right, all right. So, uh, welcome everyone to FC Shed. I think uh, what did I say? Number thirteen. And lucky number thirteen. The lucky number, just for you. Um, a really big name today. Um, I think in the Reddit post you said, uh, rightly so, FC of the biggest super cap fleet the game has ever seen. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we worked together a few times in the Northern campaigns, and then also you supported us, which a lot of people might uh, overlook. You supported us in the whole rage thing. You mm -hmm. were actually yeah. not there with like the entire Goon main fleet, but with your guys, uh, the sick you're leading. Reavers, um, yeah. Reavers, correct. And especially like into the unknown, right? You didn't know what it's gonna be like. It could be a complete disaster. So I was very thankful for that support, especially uh, because we uh, had the the whole time zone issue, right? We didn't have a strong US time zone, and you guys, yeah. that was your job there to fill that gap. And uh, yeah, very thankful for that one. Um, once once you have like a you know an announcement on on like oh we're doing this awesome cool thing then everyone wants to join in but when it's still speculative that's the hardest time to recruit you know exactly exactly it wasn't it wasn't easy like I talked to you Tao a uh, high it's, it's yeah the three of you right snuff and and Revis just mm -hmm. to cover like get more time zone coverage and you know have some support have a little bit of a um, better like independent fleets, like mm -hmm. able to do stuff, so we could split the work a little bit. That worked out great. Um, can, can I just ask you a question, or do you want to do you want to go on, on a list here? No, go ahead. Go okay, ahead, so ahead. you had you had that you had that. I think you did a great job with that, and it was a really big accomplishment. But um, you know, Reddit really kind of kind of poo pooed it, right? Like they 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 were not at all on yeah. board with it. Do you think that was because of the way, like you, you felt rightly accomplished, and I, I think you should have, and you put a lot of work into it along with your guys. It wasn't just you, but you know, you were helping organize it, right? Um, do you think that that part of that was because of like the way that you sort of, you know, you, you had you had the the post with the trumpets, and you know, we did it, and sort of the remember remember George Bush landing on the with yeah, the yeah, accomplished yeah. banner. Yeah, I, do do I you know. feel like if you'd approached the the publicity part of it a little differently, exactly. like it might have been received differently? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. That's actually yeah. The, the number one critique point that we would have, I think, with the team afterwards is like how we handled the whole thing. Because I didn't think about it too much. We talked about it though before. We knew like, uh, you know, there's going to be a narrative going to be put on this and stuff like, you know. We talked about but we didn't go into details. So um, when the, you know when the whole thing happens... What confused me was that was a, uh, there was a lot of people going on those talk shows and stuff like mm -hmm. like this one for example could be you know one of those. Yeah. But uh, like I'm not hating on any of that. But um, a lot of stories were put out and like there was like a, this f massive flood of like stuff and memes. I like the meme part though because we were holding whole control and people needed to be entertained and they created memes instead and and I had a good time holding that one more control. So, uh, um, yeah. You know what I tell my guys in Reavers? I say, if you're having fun in Eve, never tell anyone else. And because fun is like the, it's the thing that people most want in Eve, and it's the easiest thing to destroy, and it's the easiest thing to ruin. And so I, I tell our guys, like, never post about anything. So if we have a new doctrine that, that works really well, 
don't post about it. If we're having fun fights, don't post about it. Just never mention it. Like, it, it, it's really tempting to want to to want to post about it. And it's like, probably got sometimes sometimes we'll do it, but there's a purpose to it. Like, you know, when we were up in Roar fighting against Sword Dragon, you know, the purpose was we were fighting four to one, and even though we were still winning. We wanted to you know, start making some forward progress as far as like destroying some stuff. So we wanted to demoralize their guys a bit. So like there was the, you know, the idea, you know, hey, if, if, if we're on here every day posting our wins because we're getting wins every day, highly outnumbered, then you know they're going to be demoralized right so that's that's when you start posting but but if you're if you, but it drew people to us like it drew people like people came to fight against us it worked out still for us but you know it's it's a double-edged sword and, and i think usually the edge goes against you if you're having a fun time and you're getting wins don't talk about it that's my rule yeah well the rage thing was a little bit different that was a, it was. was just that one fight you know yeah yeah, yeah that so, one was more just that one was more just a publicity thing like that was just the the general eve public did not take to it like I, I, and i was surprised by that but no, they just so they i'm just not turned. too surprised in the end it all makes sense because mm -hmm. you they all see just that last kill mail right why we yeah. you remember the like the armor time yeah. around the armor time where that was the fight yeah. and then it was basically the side they started self-destructing their stuff so you know, we were being bros, inviting everyone in, like, hey, like, if you want to go, we were not OPSEC anymore, everyone could just get into the wormhole, basically, and that's where we ended up with, like, 1,500 people on that, um, yeah. that kill mail, because it's the biggest kill mail in gaming history, basically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the biggest loop pinata in gaming history, if you see it like this. So of course people would wanna would wanna uh, get in and stuff. So, and they they all they only see that little frozen moment in time. They don't see holding whole control. They don't see yeah, yeah, exactly. stopping breakouts and people trying to get in. Like they don't see any of that. And you know, and that's a lot of effort. Yeah, you know what? Like that made me mad. Like I had a long. I got dragged into this Reddit war of comments, mm -hmm. and it was so yeah. I'm so dumb for doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm just like a, a moment of weakness, and I got dragged into that. And the guy made a video of that fight where only you guys were in there then snuff and us there was no mm -hmm. there was no other um, no one else and the fight was number wise very even very even and they had the better ship that yeah. through it and then he right. says in the narrative it says like, we're undocking even though there was a thousand five hundred people in the like there wasn't yeah. at the time you know it's just oh, yeah, it, it, so painful yeah. but hey whatever there's this there's this great mark twain quote he oh, says never argue with Oh, no. keep going. Okay. Sorry, I'm, the Discord thing is booked. There's a great Mark Twain quote. He says, never argue with stupid people. They'll just drag you down to their level, their level and beat you with experience. Yeah. Uh, I remember that a lot when I'm talking on Reddit. <laughs> There's a lot of experienced people in, in, that, uh, in that arena. Um, someone asked how much was lost. Hard to tell. But we looted around, I think, 3.5 trillion, something like this. That loot speed was epic. Uh, yeah, you know, it was just crazy. And they had been for like a whole day before just undocking and self-destructing so much stuff. So you know, like there was lots of stuff that wasn't looted, but that was you know um, destroyed. And yeah, I mean, it won't show up on emails, but it was destroyed. We saw it happening. You're just sitting there. I was just sitting there on one of the uh, the Astros, you know, and just watching dread undock blow up, then a carrier undock blow up, just over and over and over again. No. It was crazy. Yeah, someone made a video actually, like a time lapse video. Mm. I look crazy. 
So I, I, I love that. Like, I don't think your audience has figured it out yet, but you just had me on here just to talk about this great victory you had, you know, a year ago. That's the only thing we're going to talk about today, right? Exactly, exactly. Because my <laughs> ego needs that. Like, that's what I feed on. <laughs> it is like rage, that word rage, uh, the word rage is on the list, but just for your intro. Like, I'm always make like a note and say like, oh, yeah, okay. we work together on rage. Um, I mean, Ooh. that's a detail, like, you know, I think that was the... Uh, one of the we didn't work together too many times you know like in the northern campaigns and then mm -hmm. rage and then we talk every now and then but it's not like we're working together on on a daily basis the time zones also a thing. exactly it's, that's true you, you're you're in the blessed the blessed time zone for eve like eu time zone is 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 probably the in my opinion the best time zone because there's so much stuff EU time, time zone yeah, yeah, it's no. better than U.S. There's, there's nothing no. in U.S. time zone. Oh, come is on. Australian time zone? I disagree. Is, is Australian time zone the best time zone? It's better than EU. EU is the worst time zone. Well, why is that? Tell me why. Because I, f I think it's the mentality kind of thing. I think the U.S. Like, uh, you know what? The best, best like, time zone content-wise is the Russian time zone. I truly believe that. Why is that? Because they're way more aggressive. They're, they're a little crazy, the Russians. Yeah, they they wouldn't even disagree. They're a little crazy. And mm -hmm. you can get fights. They don't care too much. Like, they lose a fight. Like, let's say LSH, right? We're fighting them for, like, ages now. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like they um, they do much for our daily life or whatever. But you have to give them credit. They're still hanging in there. They're still in a really uh, trying to hit stuff. Yesterday, was it yesterday? They dropped a, uh, a couple of supers on some helpless rocket miner in, in Fountain. He mined a little bit out of place, got caught right away. Like, LSH is still there doing stuff. I mean, it's not the biggest group and stuff, but they're tough. They're tough people. That's what I think. And I think you saw that in, in EVE history in general, but you can also see that when you're roaming with a small gang. You're around with like five guys in the Russian group. I always feel like these guys are more likely to undock than some uh, EU time zone group. You know, I think there's probably a bit. There's probably a bit of the grass is always greener type thing, right? Um, but if you look at where people time to, and even no one times the US time zone, even test, which is has well, a really big US time zone, they don't time the US time zone. When we deploy really? north, that's the first. Yeah, that's the that's oh, one yeah, of they, those they things. When we deploy they north, switch it, but yeah, yeah, the friendly guys that we're helping. They timed it mm -hmm. all for AU time zone, but mm -hmm. no one from Panfam shows up to that time zone ever. Then yeah. when we deployed, we had to deploy early, and then the week after is Eve London, so there's like a, a huge gap, and in between that gap, they timed everything for US time zone. And we can't really contest in US time zone, so like it's pretty pointless at this point. Though. It's so. almost like time zone taking is a thing they should... To you know, fix the Eve. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I, you want to hear my you want to hear my groundless and baseless speculation? I've got speculation. Go ahead, like hit me. All right. So I don't have I don't have any any like CSM insider info. I thought I would. Like I thought that was the whole point. Like was you know you get high enough, and you get like the the you know the dirty intel. But like our guys are so scrupulous. It's really annoying. It's really annoying. I thought I would get like the inside details, but I don't. Um, well, not, so... not after what happened. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you get banned for not getting anything and not doing yeah, anything, know. then you know. exactly. It was probably it's probably for the best. But so my but my speculation is that you know this war declaration that Vili made. I I will guess that if we see in the that we'll see in the notes 
that like whatever meeting this was, I don't know if there'll be notes on whatever meeting it was, but whatever was discussed, it, I bet you they were talking about time zone tanking, and I bet you Sword Dragon was dragging his feet, no pun intended, on, on that because he loves time zone tanking, and he loves anything that makes him harder for him to evict from a place he's already in. And I bet you that really frustrated Billy. And I, I'm going to guess that that was the the genesis of this war, de war declaration. Yeah, you think so? Like, I wondered. I wonder what it's going to be. And mm. like, I'm curious, like, when it's coming coming out, what it is. If you're still interested in Eve in like three years or whatever, whenever it is that the um, NDA expires, <laughs> but, then you'll know. Yeah. But like, wait, isn't that like one of those meetings? It's not a wasn't a CSM summit, so there's no. Yeah, it wasn't a summit, minutes. so there won't be notes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, but that's well, my that's my speculation. Yeah, I think you you might be on point there. I mean, it's a big issue times on tanking, but at the same time, I can see why Sword Dragon would be a, fi uh, a fan of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, also technically, which is weird now with the test move, uh, GOTG is technically one of the la last groups that are not aligned with, uh, I mean, they are aligned now, forcefully, basically. That's what I say, at least. Like, if you attack someone, yes, they're going to look to, you know, get some friends involved. And that's exactly what happened. But they're one I of mean, the I last groups that were trying to be independent. Yeah. And then you you call a war against these guys it just didn't make any sense to me and this whole botting narrative it's so fucking boring like i go to fucking uh, panfam renting space the vvv guys dude they're botting too like they're all botting yeah. you know if you have renters there is a certain amount of bots like we're trying to hunt them like we're trying to see like do we have but you can't police all that space you can't be flying around your own space non-stop and find these guys it will happen there's a reason that branch is so high up in the in the rat you know payoffs every month and uh if, if you've stayed up there it's not because of the number of active players they have i assure you of that one like it's it's pretty bad uh, up there um i do think for time zone thing i do think that you know you should be able to fight in your own time zone like i don't think i don't think that russians should be forced out of, out of russian time zone or chinese out of chinese time zone i just think you should not be able to choose the day like if we want more fights, it should be at times when people can come to the fights, right? And so yeah. you should be able to do it on weekends if you want to. And the fact that you can still make your timer Thursday at you know six a.m. for someone else is is not is not good for the game in any way. Yeah, I mean the problem, even though they did the whole like you can't decide the day anymore, the problem still remains that one of the timers, armor or hull, has to be midweek. Like you can't get yeah. around that. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know what they think that solved really. I mean, it makes it slightly better, yeah. I guess. Exactly. Like... Yeah, it's 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 an improvement. Like, let's not shit on it. Like, they yeah. are admitting a problem. That's my positive point on that. And it's yeah, slightly improved. So now you can choose. Like, do you want the armor time or the whole time on a weekend? And in a yeah. lot of cases, the armor time is the deciding one because, you know, if you get your keeps are reft into arm into hull, like, yeah, and that's your staging. Yeah, what are yeah. you gonna do? Are you going to gamble and sit there? All your clones yeah. are gone and all that stuff. Like, so, and I think at least it increases the chances for your whole time. With it. And, and it's easier to ask you guys. Like, we've had to ask people to alarm clock for two fights in, on a weekdays to kill keep stars, you know? Um, it's easier to say to your guys, hey, let's, uh, you know, you can do this one on the weekend. And then if we, if we win the fight, then, yeah, we'll ask you to alarm clock at, you know, on Tuesday or Thursday or whatever. But 
you know, it'll be the final time, or it'll be for the kill. Like that, that's a lot easier to ask. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, you could have done that for, before the the armor time up. Yeah, and we did do that. Like we usually, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the improvement is. But you're, you're right. It's doing something. Stuff. It's doing something at least. I like that they're iterating. It's more than CCP's done for a while, as far as like um, th- these sort of level of balance changes. So I'm I'm hopeful that they will continue to do that. Yeah. Sorry, I've like kind of taken you off the the uh, the plan here, but I just had some oh, stuff I want to talk about. That's not yeah. plan. I'm just writing yeah. some like what I usually do, like is write down a list of stuff we can talk about, and we might end up not talking about any of that. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. But also, when it comes to the times I'm thinking, I think the, the solution would be pretty easy. Just have uh-huh. the whole timer one day after. The, the I am with you. Whatever the yeah. timer before that is, might be ADM based, might be three days in null, like one day in warmhole space, and two days in, in low sec or whatever, right? Whatever that is, but the last timer should be a day after, and then you can have both timers on the same Saturday, weekend. Sunday. Just yeah, I'm with you. I don't, it seems really simple, but uh, so there must be, I don't know, I don't know the reason why they're not doing it, but it, it seems like the easiest solution that gives everyone something where you can still have it in your time zone, but you can't choose the a weekday. Uh, I mean, I'd like to fight some, some off time zone groups, but you just, also, US time zone is the worst for, um, for like fighting time zone tank people, because like if someone... Say someone's in, say someone's time to U.S. time zone in your EU, you can stay up late um, and do the timer if you really want to. But U.S. time zone, you can't. You, you know, you have to take the day off work to do an EU time zone timer. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like three, three p.m., two p.m. Uh, but US you could time. contest maybe AU. You know, if you stay up late. AU, AU is like for me, AU timers like they start at like six a.m. So there's not enough like, of them. That's what I would think. Yeah. Sometimes they're that's five the or four a.m. Like four a.m. you could do, but like six a.m. you can't really get in a fight because if it lasts, you know, more than an hour and a half, you're, you know, you need to leave for work, and you're just like, yeah. all right, see ya. It doesn't work either. Yeah. No, I usually and, uh, say like a good fleet is two hours, right? That's yeah. a really good fleet. And three hours, yeah. that that's to be expected. You know, so yeah. right. So yeah, I mean, people need to be at work by then. So it's tough. It's tough being U.S. time zone and going for. The time zone tanked ones. That's why I'm really a big fan of the, you know, the the weekend ones. What do you think about the? What do you think about them? CCP letting their employees be, you know, on in major alliances and and like be it. known if they want to now. Me too. I like it. I talked about it. Was it last time? I actually hmm. invited uh, dopamine and uh, some other guys before. I didn't know mm-hmm. about the policy. Like I didn't invite them. Just to see more Eve because I mean at the time I had like direct contact with him you know I wasn't mm-hmm. actively playing I had a lot of time for some reason mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I told him like they just came in like dopamine just I was just uh, joining CCP so I thought like that guy probably needs some Eve experience I would have you know given him a crash course basically but he uh, like there was this policy in the way and stuff. And I think CCP Alpha was the only one I'm aware of. He kind of worked around the policy with the whole streaming thing. So he, he contacted mm-hmm. Biombi and um, what's his other idea? What's the other guy? The Russian guy? I don't know. Yeah, the, the other streamer. And it was an open fleet, basically. So he didn't join a group. 
and he didn't have to be anonymous right. or whatever. So, you know, there was a way. Yeah, Lucy Lou, exactly. So they uh, did like events and stuff like this. So that was the only way to actually do it, kind of. And uh, I mean, I like uh, um, what he did because like, it shows that he actually has interest in the game and he has knowledge. <laughs> like it was a he's a decent pilot and stuff. So, you know. did you read the did you read the dev blog they released? I think yesterday, where they were telling players like this is how you should handle having a CCP employee on your on your alliance. And no, I didn't read like, all that. It, it, it's pretty funny. They're like, "Don't be rude." <laughs> a lot of CCP boys came from other games. They don't know how to play Eve. Like, you, you should expect them to ask some dumb questions. <laughs> like, yeah, my bet is, and it was like, sorry, yeah. my bet is, we're not gonna see it openly. Like, there's gonna be some yeah. CCP. It's not gonna be like every alliance has ten developers or some shit. There's gonna be yeah, some yeah. alliances that have one or two, but they're not gonna be. And, and you, a lot you're of not them gonna recognize them. Yeah. And the other thing is, they they said, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't give them your ideas, you know, which I agree with. Like, if I was a developer, I wouldn't want to, you know, yeah. every time I logged on, someone be, oh, you need to fix this because, yeah. by the way, most people's ideas for fixing the game are really stupid, like really bad, and they, they ignore the realities. Like that's when I made that post about supers. That was one of the things. Like, I would love for all supers and titans to be deleted, but. I know CCP can't do that. Like I know, I know it's an economic reality that they have to have those as sort of aspirational things. So you have to come up with solutions like that that to keep that in mind. And so many players like they they have the luxury of being hardliners because they don't have to keep people employed. They don't have to pay salaries. You know, like like to them, they just want the perfect experience in their mind without any of the realities of, of you know this is a business and it has to be run like you one. Subscribe to Pando. Uh, yeah, so I'm. So I'd hate to be a developer hard. and be known and have to deal with that. You know what? I could tell. So I was in Eve London, and I was curious, like how um, how approachable are are these guys actually, right? So when we were in line mm -hmm. to get in, Dopamine was running around saying hello and stuff, um, which was nice. Like he's a good dude. Um, but I was wondering, right? Like they always say, like, oh yeah, we can't wait, uh, like, to talk to you guys about spaceships and stuff. And I'm like, you can't tell me they're going on this world tour and they're not getting utterly fucking exhausted, like listening to all these F1 drones, like giving them yeah. ideas all day. Like, I wouldn't be able to listen to all of that all day, every day. Like for like, especially big events like e Vegas or um, what was it? Oh, because everyone goes there with their their elevator pitch, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh everyone my god. Like I can't even imagine what they they're going through. Like I didn't approach anyone with any ideas or anything. Yeah, like, that would be dumb. I think. Like I was just there to meet the 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 other guys that you know I've been playing with. Yeah. And I think some people went to Eve London, for example. It's a way smaller event. Um, went to Eve London with like grand expectations of like massive things and stuff. Like, do it. Let's just like it's a it's a player meetup, right? Meet players. It's not about mm -hmm. like much more. So I mean, I do yeah. I do think that the how much people want to talk to CCP and employees speaks to how they don't feel heard by like the standard methods. Like CCP could do a lot better communication. There's a new guy. They have a guy who I think the guy who replaced Falcon, or at least one of their guys who is you know part of their community team. He's been posting on Reddit lately, and I've been really happy with his posts because he just he seems to really get it. Um, so um, you know that's good. That's that's a you know step forward. So I'm, Wait, I'm happy that? to see that. 
But, you know, I'm so bad with names. He's been posting, I don't know, he's been posting on the subreddit for the last month or so. And he doesn't post a lot, but when he does, it's thoughtful. And he explains, you know, he, he says, you know, I know you guys are interested in this and we really want, you know, it just like, you just feel heard. And that's an important, you know, important uh-huh. thing when you're talking about a, you know, a public facing, you know, employee, uh, like a community. Convict. Uh, convict. Yeah, I think that is him. Yeah. 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 Brings a bird too. Yeah, I've, I've seen some good stuff from him. CCV yeah, Convict, so. CCV Dopamine, they're doing a lot of like, community stuff, I think. I think Convict is more on the active development side, though. Yeah, Dopamine might be the guy. Um, I should have, if I don't know what I was talking about, yeah, I would have looked at the, the, name, the but... it's the community guy, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Dopamine, then. He's making most um, of the polls and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's um, a tough job, too, <laughs> but because I'm sure there's lots of stuff they, they'd like to have done themselves, but, you know, they don't, they're not writing code, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's you know, yeah. community work. You can tell, like, it's it's a job too. You can tell, you know, but yeah. um, it's not easy. But yeah, he's actually he was the one making the posts about us getting banned and stuff. But when we talked to Ooh. him, like, yeah, well, I I was mad at him at first, but when I talked to him the first time, I could tell that he didn't have uh, it wasn't him making the decision or whatever. Like, he, he was a good dude, so. Was... They've done some studies on people, who, and it's like you know, don't shoot the messenger. They've done studies where they they found that people do get mad at the messenger, even if they had nothing to do with the decision. I mean, um, but they've who also, else? They've also, who else to get mad yeah. at? I mean, they've they've also found that if the messenger says, "I'm sorry, I didn't have anything to do with this," it actually helps a lot. So, so there you go. If you ever have to, deliver well, he never bad said news, that. Yeah. <laughs> He probably he's paid not to say that though. Like that's his job, right? <laughs> they never officially told us who actually fact, fucked up. Just saying. Yeah. So, but you know, it's all good. Whatever. Um, yeah, I think uh, going to events like that, if you if you go with your um, you know ev- elevator pitch as you call it, yeah, um, you're not gonna be happy at the end. You're gonna be disappointed. Well, not only that, you got to figure they're hearing 50 elevator pitches that, you know, that weekend, right? Like, are they, how are they even going to remember yours, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I, f- I felt like <laughs> in EVE London, they, I wouldn't say they were hiding, right? I think the, the, they were just exhausted from this world tour. It was just a lot of work. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And then they had some stress from what I heard that they couldn't build the whole thing. So if you, like, you have this... Um, uh, what do, what do you call it? Uh, avenue? Like, no. What do you call it? The event place. I don't know. So you have this event place oh, uh, rented. The venue? The venue, exactly. So you have the yeah. venue rented and stuff. Usually you can, you know, go in the day before, build, um, like, set up all your stuff and make sure everything yeah. is... Built. In this case, they couldn't, though. So they had to do it all early in the morning and mm, then follow yeah. up with this event and all that stuff. So there was a little bit of a struggle, I think, but they did a good job there, I think. So was all good. Hmm. Um, and, I mean, it was kind of. I would have l- loved to uh, see uh, Hilmar like shake his hand, because uh-huh. like, because like all the inner three were there. You know, Brisk shines at me were there, but. Do you, think, do you think he has any idea who you no, guys he are? Doesn't. No, he doesn't. I doubt no. it. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's not. He's not up there going. Oh, I don't like these guys from in it. He knows. Like, he knows Brisk though. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Brisk should have said like, um, "Hey, Hilma, come over. Let's have a beer." 
<laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Hey, and then we talk, so. and he doesn't yeah. even know he's talking to. I, I, by the way, you, yeah, exactly. you just banned us. Whatever. Um. So, um, on my list, what I usually ask uh, anyone who is coming on, um, just to give people an idea more like who it is we're talking to and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the like maybe the perfect day or what's your typical day in Eve? Like what do, does it look like? And I know for like FCs doing a lot of um, yeah. alliance work, there's a lot of like organizational stuff going over forum posts, updating fits and all that shit. You know, there's yeah, a lot of that's stuff. Not, <laughs> that's not my perfect day. That's for sure. No, no, that's um, a typical yeah. day. Yeah, I'd say I'd say my perfect day is that I'm flying with like 40 people I enjoy flying with. And we're fighting 130 to 150 people. That's like my ideal. <laughs> and then it you is... get utterly trashed. Uh, hopefully not. That's that's not <laughs> obviously the hope is so that you, you win, it. but and then and then you win. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the ideal day. Um, Forty is a good number. Yeah. Yeah, that's about. I think. I think. I think 35 to 60 is like the perfect zone because it still allows for a lot of individual skill expression. Um. But as an FC with those kind of numbers, there's enough that you can, you know, have, you know, you can say, hey, get like one or two guys to do this special thing. It's where an FC can really make a huge difference, but it also is where individual pilots can make a huge difference. And that's, that's sort of like the perfect um, fleet size for me. Um, when you're, when you're smaller than that, it's, it's more like a, a bunch of individuals working, trying to work cohesively, but it's not a fleet. It's something different. And when you're bigger than that, it's 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 more like herding, you know, uh, horses or something. You know, you're you're just trying to get everyone in the same place doing the same thing, and and it, it has different challenges. It it and it's not it's not unfun, but it's certainly the most fun and is that that size fleet to me. Yeah, I was actually expecting you to say like, oh yeah, like I only like whenever you you ping, you probably get a hundred plus. I would guess. Sure. Yeah. So you only if I ping everyone. Yeah. So, so your dream scenario is forty guys of like forty, fifty, yeah. whatever, and you roam, and then you yeah. get like a fight, you fight on number, then and potentially yeah. win. At least you have a good time, and everyone goes on with a smile. But yeah. Yeah. what's the reality though? Like, do you you ping, and then you get one hundred twenty, but you can't really send people away. You know, I've tried that before, saying like, okay, this fleet is limited to whatever fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not. Um, you know. So what well, what's usually happening? Like what do you I mean, that's if, if I ping if I ping like like the entire alliance, then like yes, yes, that's what I get, right? But, oh, yeah, so, but so you just yeah, if the I'll, sick I'll ping smaller groups. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Ideally, I can do it with a smaller group, and and there's times where I have to, um, you know, have to do you know a, a giant fleet, you know, two hundred fifty six people, but. Um, a lot of a lot of the time these days, what I find I end up doing is that we just have so many moving parts that I don't even get to run a fleet anymore. In like the giant fights, it's more like I'm I'm usually there in a cloaked ship and I'm hopping between all the comms, um, and I am um, keeping you know organizing other FCs. I'll see how they're flying. If I see something I like think they can you know change or do better, I'll hop into comms and give them you know local chat and say hey. You know, I'd pull to this range, or I'll say over global, I want everyone to do this. I end up organizing the whole battlefield more than I end up running fleets these days in the giant fights, um, which yeah, I'm not. I... It's not my favorite thing to do, to be honest. I would I would rather be running my own fleet, but it's something that needs to be done, which is how I got an FCing anyway. Like I, I I did it to fill a need. I never envisioned myself being 
you know, a well-known FC, but um, so it's just, it's just, I see that it needs to be done and we, we do better when I do it. So it's sort of one of those things where I, I'd rather us win as a group than me have a fun time alone, if that makes sense. Um, I, I'm trying to remember how it worked in X47. I think you did call, but that's in heavy tide, I, so there's uh, so much time to do all kinds of, I think you did call the doomsdays though for you guys at least. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was doing it there, but, um, uh, but I wasn't, I actually, I did have characters in, in, in leading fleets, but that, you know, when you're doing the capital fleets, you're not really like, you know, I had like five characters doing five different fleets, but they were just some, you know, organizational things, not really, yeah. I'm not really, you know, but yeah, that was very much like, yeah, I was calling our doomsdays for all of our fleets and we had multiple Titan fleets. So like there was a coordination effort there. Um, and I was very much running that thing, but, um, that's the same sort of role where I was, I was looking at the whole battlefield rather than focusing on one particular fleet. I did have characters in charge of those fleets, but, but the people like there were other people who were relaying the chat to the fleet and that kind of stuff. And we had in our one, in our op one comms, I think we had like 1800 or 2000 people in one comms channel. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. It was definitely crazy. <laughs> um, and I mean, the, people, good fights for us. People hate on the on those tie day fights. You know, uh -huh. I don't enjoy tie day. Nobody does. But at the same time, if you have it once a year, twice a year, mm -hmm. we can deal with it. And just it's for the good stories, stories. It's good publicity. Exactly. For the sake. People, how many guys in your alliance are just you know they're like, oh, I, I have a Titan and I've been waiting to use it, right? Like this is their their time to shine, you know? Um, um, and those were great fights for us. I mean, that first one, especially we were way behind, like the fact that we pulled that one out, especially with them having that tether advantage, that was one of the Imperium's biggest wins, I'd say. Um, yeah. That uh, first time, that was a little bit of a shock, right? We weren't aware. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we adjusted on the go. All yeah. on. But you also remember like the hardener, the refit. And you guys not going all the way with the Erebus? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that. Was, yeah, we we should have we should have done it. We did the next fight. Um, I'm pretty that proud was one of thing. that one still. <laughs> you were right. You were right. And you know the funny thing was is, is I was I was on board with you. I, I thought we should run it. And one of my guys, my other Kampler guys, just he was really opposed to it. And so we just went with that. Um, yeah, I mean, in theory, you could also yeah. make the argument saying, okay, on like if they calculated too short. If they calculated for a standard tank, then only fitting it a little bit more to uh, e EM thermal would already, you know, not get alpha. And then you can wrap it up and save the titans. But they they had enough titans to shoot through that too. So they like for safety reasons they put a little bit more in the group, which turned out yeah, to be correct. I, I you think they would have probably died either way, but it would have been better. Um better you know to run it which certainly would be better the second the second one we did run we had those the airbuses tank like that and i don't think we lost an airbus except maybe a bounce but other than that it actually went way better than than the first time um yeah in the first fight actually bliss uh disconnected with his titan he got doomsday yeah. but we saved him so he, he survived even though he wasn't even locked in I don't know if you remember, but Jay Amazingness got disconnected and had like had like a hundred dreads dropped on his Titan or something. I don't know if it was a hundred. Oh it was God. a lot dropped on his disconnected Titan. And he, he was able to refit Bosun and get out. Uh, I think like 
like at least half the dreads just didn't load their guns like they just didn't turn on so oh, man. Like, and, and so he was able to save his dis- disconnect today and so we're like we're having this giant battle right like and, and he's a million km off and he's just laughing like he's like he's he's in local giving us you know updates as we're calling the targets i'll tell you what uh pando like here's the crazy thing is is like that first fight especially i have never been more mentally taxed and i've done some mentally taxing stuff but like the night before when you're thinking about it and you're like adding up and i, I know it's sort of silly to like quote, re- re- real life dollar values um um but you just think you're sitting like oh yeah okay we have like five million dollars of virtual spaceships on our side and if i mess it up then i'm responsible for us losing them all that is that's really stressful yeah and, and i think so it's not a i mean it's not upsake or secret or whatever we had some issues coordinating leading up to that fight you remember mm-hmm. there was some stuff that um i think us like the fc team from in yeah. we disagreed on we should have done this or that i forgot what exactly it was to be quite honest but i remember there was some issues and a lot this of stuff times, always happens especially for these yeah. big fights like where where it's sort of unknown territory everyone has an idea it's sort of like that elevator pitch we were talking about everyone has their idea why their idea is the best right and um yeah. eventually you just have to like uh you know if you're if you're in the role where i was where you, like you're, you know the buck stops here you have to say all right we'll do this we won't do this and you have to upset some people but everyone needs to just be it's better that everyone does the same thing even if it's the wrong way than for half people do it one way half people do it the other way like that's the worst case scenario yeah i think um, like so the issue it wasn't about the fights like it wasn't i think x47 was like a couple of days later or like a week later or whatever mm-hmm. um, but it was about the general approach in the campaign or whatever and mm-hmm. um i remember like there was a there was a moment when I think Bliss called uh, not called you out but like put his finger on it and all that stuff yeah. and then there's always that risk in FC teams there's always that risk egos getting hurt and stuff and I didn't know you at the time so I was curious like oh shit what's gonna happen right yeah. Are they, can they you know can they figure it out and you guys just figured it out and it was all good so uh, you know that easily someone with a too big of an ego. You know, could explode there, and then the whole thing turns into a shit show, and then X forty seven would have never happened, basically. Right? So being an uh, FC for those big fights is sort of like being a manager, isn't it? Like, don't you think? Like, there's a lot of like yeah. the same things you would do at work. You would do, you do, you know, because in, in FCs in general just have big egos, and I think you have to to be successful. So like, you have to like, um, um, you have to think you're the best or one of the best to to, to go out there and want to do this because um it's a lot like a good fc does a lot of preparation you know and it's a lot of work that no one sees we were talking about you know we were talking about rage a while ago like how much work did you put into that that like no one really knows about or like five people know about it right but they don't even then they they know the one minute story they don't know all the time and effort you put into it right um you have to you have to like that that you did that drive or something the drive to want to be the best the drive to prove it you know the drive to help your guys whatever it is it has to exist for you to be a good FC, um, and that's why when some FC is like, "Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just having fun," and "Oh, it's a whelp, I don't really care," I'm like, "Okay, you're never going to mount anything." That's what I feel like. Uh, if, yeah, if, if or, you don't it's, care, or it's an excuse, you know? Yeah, and the mindset that, is it, there, it, but they're lying to themselves. They're protecting themselves. Yeah, yeah you're right. That, that is. Yeah, like usually, I think so. There's that, but I think one of my 
it promises also when I lose a fleet I instantly yeah. go into this mindset of an analyze not lose a fleet but lose a fight in general like let's say mm-hmm. I engaged um, Panfam not too long ago and lost 30 Ishtas I instantly mm-hmm. go into the mindset of like what went wrong you know yeah. in this case it was very easy it was just like we were outnumbered to shit I shouldn't have taken that fight it was just dumb right there's good fights and there's like moments where you can go in and say, okay, we can do this. But then also yeah. like it was just, it was on a level that was, where it became dumb. There's a, there's a, there's a line somewhere, you know, when it's like, it's not like courageous yeah. anymore, but it becomes dumb. And it was dumb for me to even engage. But so, but my mistake is always like I start analyzing that and then I put my thoughts in fleet too a lot of times. And it, a lot of people take that as an invitation of like, oh, okay, we're criticizing now, we're analyzing this together. I'm like, no, 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 don't, please don't do that to me. <laughs> like, let me do my thing, you know? I figure it out on my own. I don't want to hear everyone's opinion. Like, there's, like, there's a few people, for example, Ari, uh, who helps me a lot with all kinds of stuff and does it, like, did like, I don't know, half the work for Rage on her own. And like, when she says something, like, I'm always listening, like, you know, like there's no ego being heard or whatever, but if, like, some random guy just comes along and says, like, we should have done this, <laughs> five minutes after losing the fight, uh, you know, that's hard. Yeah, I'm, if I lose a fight, um, I, I, I'm punching walls for the next few days, like, I'm, I'm very much like you, I'm analytical, but I get really upset if I lose fights, which is a good motivator to not do it again, um, because... I, I very much dislike losing, and um, uh, it, but it's been good. It's been good. Like the the, the fights that I have lost, and uh, I'll be egotistical here and say I haven't lost a ton, but I have lost them, and um, you know those have motivated me a lot more than than the wins. You know, when I lose, I, I get a lot better than than when I win. Yeah. So you, you lose some sleep about like fights, mm-hmm. especially when it's a a dumb mistake or yeah. You know, if you yeah. s- if you think like, ah, oh, there was a there was a moment where we could have won this, basically. Yeah, like I've I'm been bombed losing... once, and uh, boy, I'm still mad about it. Still you got mad bombed about losing my fleet to bombs. I mean, like I've had been hit by bombs before, but I mean, I've lost my fleet to bombs once, uh, and it was like four years ago, three years ago. I'm still mad about it to this day. You it was what? the pro god too. That made it worse. That that made it oh, worse. Oh, like, yeah, me. yeah. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> if I lose ships to NC, for example. That's right, the worst. Right. It, like it's almost double then, you know. Like thirty yeah. Ishtas. It's more like sixty Ishtas in my eyes. I see what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's uh, there's groups where I don't feel bad at all whelping ships into. For example, mm-hmm. might be I don't know half a year ago. I still remember though. I took my corp out in Les Sharks. Everyone wants to fly the the shiny stuff, you know. My guys are yeah. like all about me long got a long tradition of remote red battleships like domies and stuff like it's always fun yeah mm-hmm. it's not the meta for it though it simply isn't oh. there's hard reds there's supers and titans everywhere so we went to brave you know and started mm. riffing a jump bridge and we baited out that fight finally after like half an hour the brave guys actually you know this they're named brave funny enough but they actually came dog. out took that fight with like uh, a carrier and a couple of hard reds and all that shit be fought anyway but i don't feel too bad there's a lot of new guys in that group and stuff like this we killed a couple of things but we lost that isco by a mile obviously right if you bring the shark's right. pimp to the brim it's just what happens but it's like 
I don't mind too much in that case, you know what I mean? If that was NC dot staging, for example, and I lose them, that would be a dumb loss, like a really dumb loss. I was aware of the risk. We were fighting on a fort against Hordreds and battleships, so that would count as yeah. dumb. This guy in uh, chat says, most fun, Asher Welp, uh, where the Armageddon's. And that's one, like, the same thing for me. We went, um, I don't remember the exact details, um, but um, there was a CCP who died, and they came out with um, those skins, the Blaze skins, um, that helped his family if you bought them. You know, like, like the, the proceeds mm -hmm. were donated to his family. Yeah. Um, and they came up with an Armageddon skin. So we... We we got an Armageddon fleet uh, together. We and everyone, and everyone had to buy the blaze skin. Yeah, yeah. For I it. thought about doing that too, actually, but there was something in the way. I forgot what it was. Yeah. And then we just roamed into darkness and slice space, and we we got you know, after after like thirty jumps in battleships, we got dropped on. They brought fleets and fought us. We took you know we 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 lost the score, but that was like one where it was like you know. I had I, I was happy with that one. I do not like whelping, but that when you're doing it for a good cause and you know, you guys are getting kills and everyone knows beforehand, like this is the story. We're gonna go in these, we're not coming back in them. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's a different story. That that you know, that's not the same thing. Yeah, I mean there's there are fleets that are supposed I mean, they're meant to be whelped. For example, the Nagas we did or the, the Bushrevs into Zeteria. They're already mm -hmm. dead when you're dock, right? Obviously. Yeah. But they yeah. like if it's not part of the plan, it's obviously it shouldn't, you shouldn't go at the end then. If it's not part of the plan, you shouldn't go in the end like, oh yeah, it was totally the plan. In general, I don't like those fleets though. In general, I'm not a big fan of, of like taking out a fleet with the well, intent to lose it. Well, it's like a dread it. bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's not the intent to lose it. The intent well, is to deal a thing, right? shit ton of damage. I mean, with the Nagas, for example, you go in, you kill hard reds, and you trade yeah. with hard reds, and you kill, like, I don't know what we killed uh, in general, but like around like 20 hardreds or whatever, and we, we lost mm -hmm. a Naga fleet for it. Right? Were these blasters or rails, the Nagas? Blasters. Right, so you're right on top of them. Just, just straight up in the face. Giving massive damage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and then in the end, I mean, think about it too. At the time, now with the warp speed changes, it's a little bit different, but getting a Naga or yeah. a Raven fleet places, like you don't want to mm -hmm. travel home through Esoteria. No. I tried. Yeah. I tried to set it up, actually, with the Ravens. I was very aware that the risk is too high, and then we got all like triple, quadruple balls on the gate <laughs> because I got impatient. Um, and then you know, I could have, I could have gotten them through there. I feel like, but um, I caught that MGD, and it was close to the gate, but not close enough. And they were quick, and you know, shit happens. I, I, I just, yeah, I just generally don't like. I don't usually join them unless they're, you know, like an FC I know. Like Apple did one recently. Um, where a guy in test had, had passed and they wanted to do a big fight. Um, uh, and so we did that one and that was fun. Like we, we, everyone just bought crazy stuff and we just brawled it out in the gate. And, um, um, that guy, Ron USMC streamed it. It was good. Like I'll do those, but like in general, like, Oh, we're going to take a bunch of battleships and go and lose them. I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. Um, you had a question on your, you know, your thing, like what's, uh, you know, what's something you like to fly solo, I think is what you asked. And um, I I'm really solo, enjoy... But... Did you write, not write that? Maybe I just made it up. Um, but I really like to fly like an like a mutant armor raven with uh, rapid lights. Um, and that's a ship I don't ever plan to come home in. But I, I like to I take those out. And often, especially if I don't do it on an Asher. If I do it on an Asher, I get blobbed a lot more. But if I do it on another character, um, I often get, you know... 
you know, tackle coming in to hold the Raven. And then I drop a grappler and two webs and scram on it and just light it up with the rapid lights. And I, I've gotten a lot of good fights that way where I fought, you know, uh, you know, 10 or 15 dudes and ended up, you know, getting 10, 10 kills before they ended up killing me, which was really fun. So um, I, I do, I do that on my own sometimes. I just don't like it as a fleet thing. So you still do like solo and stuff? Like, I don't solo like yeah I'm not I know there's some like really great solo dudes and I don't view myself as like a great solo guy like I enjoy it and I'd say I'm probably better than the average E player at it but I'm not you know there are some there are some guys out there who are you know fantastic fantastic um, you know solo players and that's not me but I I do enjoy it and when I have you know free time in the itch I'll 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 go out in a solo ship and 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 try to get some fights and. The good thing about, and I'm sure maybe you've experienced this too, the good thing about being sort of e-famous is that, like, if you go out solo, they'll come fight you. Like, they want that kill mail. So, um, <laughs> I, haven't I get blobbed a lot. I, I get blobbed a lot, but um, but I also get fights. Like, I don't get ignored, which I think is actually a benefit. And I do tend be, to yeah. fly. That's why, So that is why I like the Raven. I fly kitey stuff. Like, fleets kitey. Solo so kitey. Like, I don't, I want to kite. That's, like, that's my nature. I don't like to lose things, and I like to practice range control and i, I like love to the brawling i'm the exact opposite but it's not me I, like yeah yeah there's a lot of fc's with the ball it's not me um <laughs> i often joke that my perfect uh like my perfect fight is a fight where uh, i go out and fight the enemy fc i lose nothing they lose everything and they quit the game afterwards uh, <laughs> it's not really no. a sustainable Let's it's not, not a sustainable way quit. to play eve stop I it know, i know i know <laughs> i know it's not a sustainable way to play eve but it's just like have you ever played Magic the Gathering? Do you know what, do you know that game? I I kind of know it, but I've never played it. Okay, uh, the, the people who are listening who do play it will know when I say that I play like only blue counterspell decks. Like they'll understand. <laughs> they'll understand what I'm talking about. I play stasis and counterspell decks. I, I I'm just I'm just an anti-fun person. But um, so but anyway, that is why I like the Armor Raven. It, like it forced me to sort of plot along and have to like I don't get to choose my engagements. Like they just come and fight me, or they don't. Like that's it. I have no choice in the matter. So then, the filament thing. Yeah, you must love that then, because that's why I, I did it yesterday. Awesome. I think it's super great. So I haven't done it yet. Wait a second. I'm gonna do but it this week. Are you aware? So before you do anything, are you aware there's two different ki types? Yeah. Because uh, I, I was taking out the shock fleets and I didn't know, uh -huh. so I took there's them out. Yeah. Okay, go uh, ahead. Tell me. Tell me, please. Uh, so there's two different. Uh, filaments so uh, one to four is actually uh, teleporting you to random null sex base mm -hmm. and five to nine is into random active null sex base and I didn't know that so oh. I took my guys out exactly you didn't know so I'm telling you I took my guys out in Les Shucks and we're just gambling and I'm like ah, we're getting unlucky but you know we couldn't find much but we're also in Les Shucks so Really, hunting-wise, it's not the right setup. We had to take this with us, obviously. You know. Yeah. And then a um, day later, uh, Ari actually tells me, <laughs> "It's like, hey, you know, why don't we use these? Like, you get into active music. I'm like, what are you talking about? So yeah, you actually get teleported to active music. So uh, there you go. Yeah, that's great. I made a proposal. Um, like, I posted it on Reddit, and I'm not taking any credit for this idea because I don't think. Reddit. But I, I said, you know, in uh, Havens, how they have those, it's like a, the rocks, and then in the middle of the rocks, there's the abandoned pirate gate. Yeah. I, I said that those should, like, 
you should uh, be able to take those gates, and they should go to any other random rock haven. Oh my in, god, in, that's in a funny game. idea. And, yeah, and I said it should it should like the link should last for five minutes. So basically, you could take your fleet through and appear any other random rock haven. And like it would be two things: it'd make ratters a lot less safe, um, which is good, I think. And um, haven is like the number one yeah. thingy. Yeah, imagine you appear and there's a super underclumbers away from you. <laughs> They're like, no, you know, like that's the that's the dream scenario. So that's a fun idea, I have to say. Yeah, so that so it's sort of like that idea. It's a little more controlled and different than what I was proposing. But I definitely I was already in, in favor of an idea like this. And so the fact that they did it really, really like make, makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. And like whenever we have like. Whoever I'm talking to, who is like one of those, you know, in groups, like not everyone in our alliances are like absolutely PvP fanatics that are going out <laughs> in small gangs and solo. There's, but whenever I talk to anyone who likes small gang or solo stuff, like everyone mm -hmm. has a fun story about like, hey, we just like used this filament and like we ended up here and killed someone there and then, you know, had an epic fight and all that shit. So there's a lot of stuff happening because of them. And I think it's great. One of our guys did it yesterday, and they ended up in Fountain. So, <laughs> thanks, Philippine. Huh. You know what's funny? <laughs> like, we used at least, I think I used, like, 12, 15 in total so far. We Ooh. ended up once in Blue Space. Only once. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, it's almost uh, as if be, we didn't have any blues. It'd be weird if, like, there's some secret, like, you know, waiting. I, I highly doubt this exists. But it'd be weird if they were cool if they did that so that you're less likely. But I, I don't think that, ah, that exists. No. There's no way to prove that, that I can think of. Yeah, then you could actually, you know, set everything blue besides that one group you want to end up. Ooh, yeah. That, the, see, that's why you got to think around the ways to... Like, and then the blue donut is a reality. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Finally. The, actual, the blue donut with one bite out of it. Yeah. Uh, what's your expert, uh, de definition <laughs> of a small game? Apple it's fleets... Care. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fleets under hundred. That's a small gang, right? No, a small <laughs> gang is like I don't know, ten guys, ten, fifteen, yeah. maybe up to twenty, depending on where you go. Right? If you go I'm, to, I'm gonna go out with fifteen or twenty. That's what I'm gonna take. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends on where you're going. Like if you do low sec stuff, for example, and there's only small groups around, then twenty is not a small gang compared to that size. But if you go into like fraternity space or panvem space like yeah 20 yeah. is small so it can vary it depends on where you are but yeah 10 15 20 that's a small game karma fleet does these um saturday night swarms every saturday in u.s time zone uh, at night and um, um they're run by merkel chin who's the ceo of karma fleet and they're really fun they're like 100 dudes they roam around sometimes they get camp and just you know um there's this streamer called mind one who does like a like a you know he does like a music mix for us I and mean, he gets like he gets like 200 300 viewers just doing that um we discovered him one day basically and he had like five viewers and he since started playing <laughs> eve he joined he joined Karma Fleet. Well. yeah yeah and he's become like a pretty big streamer on saturday nights it's actually really cool that's nice um, but the other day, uh, Merkel Chin couldn't be there, so he asked me to run it. And they have this doctrine with the, um, what's the tricks destroyer's name? I'm blanking on it. The Kikis. Uh, yeah, the Kikis. They have a Kiki doctrine, and so I had like I had like 60 Kikis, and we went into Horde space, and the Kikis are all self reps. We have no logi, no boost, really, or a couple boosts, but you know, self reps. Um, all right. 
Yeah, yeah, because like basically they split up a lot to try and catch ratters. So the idea is to like live long enough for the rest of them to get there and just to shoot through them. Um, well, Horde comes out and they bring like a seventy-man jackdaw fleet, and but they had you know Lodgy and everything, and I couldn't fight them, and I was actually so annoyed because uh, because obviously you know a lot a fleet with Lodgy will destroy a fleet without it. Um, so ended up I ended up running from that fight, and it made me really angry. Like normally when you bring something to someone else's space they'll drop capitals on you but they brought like an even sized fleet to fight me in a relatively equal doctrine you know jack does for tiki's um, i just think it was fine i know and it, it, it was annoying i felt bad i felt bad for the did FG you lose sleep over it like it's like a lost fight no. you know what i mean i i but i was really annoyed by it i was really huh. annoyed by it. i felt bad for the fc because he brought something totally reasonable to fight me with and I couldn't give him a fight. So I, uh, if that FC ever listened to this, I apologize, whoever you are. Sorry we couldn't take the fight. I'll try to bring Logic next time. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're sorry you didn't give him free Kiki kills. I, th- yeah. I think there's some, there's some uh, doctrines that doesn't, don't deserve good fights. Jackdaws, Harpies, Scepter Fleets. Like, mm-hmm. go away with that shit. Come on. <laughs> bring something. Bring something other. Like, or even, I would expand that to Eagles and Munons, to be quite honest. I think Eagles Munons that's so lame and so boring. I don't even. I mean, yes, I'm I'm with you. Eagles <sighs> Eagles are super boring. Munons Munons are like I mean, just I used to like them because they were in my mind like a high skill fleet. But they're the Munon itself what got so overtuned that just any idiot could run it and and do well on it. Like um, if you play any of their games, it's like. It's like in League of Legends or something when they release a new character and it's just like way better than it should be. Um, it was it's the same thing with Munins. Like like they they changed it. And I think they made it a lot worse. Like I I think people underestimate how big of a nerf base speed is to a ship like a Munin. Um, and I think the Munin fleet is significantly worse than it was a couple of weeks ago. So uh, they've at least done something about it. But man. You would say, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, like everyone else, everyone else when they saw those nerfs were like, "Wow, this this nothing." CCB doesn't care, blah blah blah. And then some people were like, "Well, maybe they'll iterate more." I was like, "Dude, this is a big nerf. Like, they lost like twenty base speed. That's huge on a ship like Immunin. Like, I think that's <sighs> like think so. That's the the fact, but the fact is still there. Immunins are still the fastest ship on the yeah. grid. And yeah, they, yeah. they can dictate range still. They still are cap stable for whatever reason." Did you ever yeah. ask that question? Why, why are Munins cap stable? Invul is on, MWD is on, they're cap stable forever, easily. Mm-hmm. While, for example, other ships like Ishtars, I know you like Ishtars too. Yes. Um, Ishtars, they're struggling hard. But why? Why is that? Why are Ishtars struggling hard while Munins uh, are completely cap stable, easy peasy with like level 4 skills? So yeah. there's like this combination. There's still Everything is still strong about them. The Alpha is still strong. They're still the fastest on the grid. They can dictate the range. They still have enough range to deal with almost every doctrine. Like, unless you uh, outrange something by like 50 plus km, I would say it doesn't matter, really. Right? You know, the, especially the if they can Munin dictate range. Warped. The view on Munin gets a little warped because if you get enough eagles, then eagles are better than Munin. But you have to have just so many of them that, that, that essentially the eagles are almost alpha striking. Like, that has to be what it is. Yeah. The, pro- the problem is artillery. Like it is, I'd love to talk to a CCB dev about this because like, I feel like they have like, so much design debt in, in artillery. Because if artillery is good, it is the best weapon, and there's no better one. 
And so. if it's not, and if it can't alpha, then it is awful. It is, it's like the worst design it is so binary. It's either the best weapon or it's just absolute garbage. And there's, I don't know that there's a middle ground that you could ever make work. So I suggested something not too long ago, actually, that's uh, maybe not uh, on artillery especially, but in general, why, why don't we remove a little bit of mass on all ships and mm -hmm. then add mass to long range guns? For example, artillery have more mass. So like a Munin with artillery fitted, it's not going to be as mm -hmm. fast as a Munin with autocannons fitted. And then suddenly you can't dictate range on certain doctrines and stuff like this. Yeah. So. I mean, with autocannons is basically worthless, though. They don't have any tank. If you get into range yeah, no, of, I'm of just, it's webs, just an example. You're, you're, you're done. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a unique idea. And like I think I've had some ideas for how to change artillery as well. And the problem is there's probably one too many gun systems because they all have a lot of overlap, you know? Um, so... But I think the Munin is extremely hard to balance. So some guy says that the Munin... Wait, what did he say? He said um, Munins are good, or artillery is good in large fleets. Um, but that's actually not true. Artillery is, like... It's actually best in sort of the... the In the, in the term of null sec, medium-sized fleets. Yeah. Right. Like, like uh, artillery is great because 70 of them can still alpha strike a ship. 70 ships can still alpha strike an enemy yeah, ship. With a 200-man fleet, you, you want the pure DPS rate of fire and range and application. All exactly, exactly. For. That's why an Eagle Fleet at 200 or plus is, is better. Yeah, but the only disadvantage... 70, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, well, just, uh, just a Munin Fleet at 70 is great, and it will totally destroy an Eagle Fleet at 70. It won't even be close. Like, the Eagle Fleet might not get any kills of any of, of note, um, whereas the Munin Fleet will, will decimate them. And that's what makes them so strong in that medium-sized engagement. But they're not that great for, for the largest fleets. Yeah. Um... What did I want to say? Damn it. Oh, I forgot why. I lost my train. Wait, Alpha Strike. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, I love missiles. What's your favorite what's your favorite weapon system? Like I know everyone has one. Mm -hmm. Missiles and drones for me. I would say drones. I just like I mean, they're not the best. You know? No, I don't like them because they're so easy. Or, are missiles. <laughs> but I kinda like drones. I don't know why. Like maybe it's like because we were flying remote abdomis for so long with corp and all that stuff, and it just gives so much room. If you can have all your DPS from drones, all those high slots are free. You can do so much. It's way more creative. It's a little challenging, mm. especially like Ishtas versus Munins. It's tough. I mean, that, you need that's to position why like, those drones and all that stuff. There's a lot of things to it. So uh, that's why I love Ishtars. I've always said that the Ishtar versus Ishtar fight is the hardest fight in Eve because you have to track so many different variables um, for your fleet and the enemy Ishtar fleet. And that's where I think that the real crucible of FCing is like, if you, if, like the, the FCs were winning those fights were the really good ones. Do you remember um, Starfleet Commander? He was in like old, old triumvirate. I know. Not old, 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 old triumvirate, but he was, he was a great Ishtar FC. I remember admiring him back in the day. Um, and I'm sure you've seen this. You've seen some really good FCs take out Ishtar fleets and do terrible, because Ishtars are the like the doctrine though with a lot of skill expression, and yeah. a bad FC in an Ishtar fleet will do much worse than a good FC in one. It's a huge difference. I would argue when like to at times Ishtar online, I think we mm -hmm. that was the time when we actually really developed a really strong FC team with like uh, Bliss shines yeah. me and you know. I don't know who else, Soraya was around. Um, and we did really well with Ishtars because, I mean, think about it. 
like normally normally in fleets like let's say two million fleets are duking it out there's two positions you have to keep in mind as anchor but in ishtar fleet it's four positions yeah. it's two ishtar fleets and the two drone blobs like where are the drones yeah. are you in range are you not in range and then it's a yeah, you know you have to learn you have to all keep, that you have to keep your tracking your drone tracking where they are versus the enemy fleet your tracking I think tracking wasn't even an blob. issue back then, you know? Like, they were so Sisters speed, were you tracked then, everything. But... Fuck. What's so strange? But, um, yeah. I just... Yeah, century drone tracking was really good back then. I just wanted to say, like, so, the the reason why I think we were really good at it, we won, like, one-to-one -one engagements a lot of times. Uh, uh -huh. It was because all these roles that you would traditionally have like one guy do like we split that all up easily that was very normal yeah. for us already to have like everything split up someone's anchored someone's calling targets someone's maybe doing mm -hmm. something else i i already like always try to like do like special stuff like bombing the drones or you know small mm -hmm. bomb battleship stuff like this right yeah and, you know it was like a, a team <coughs> effort and it was always that i think that's that's very important in those fleets I almost never call targets in my fleets. Like I, I give my target caller like a priority list. Like this is what I want to do. And if I see a particular target I want to hit, um, either because I think it's valuable or it's just someone just I don't like. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, hit this guy. But like, um, it's really good as an FC. It gives you, it lets you focus on one particular task or a few particular tasks, and um, uh, it gives experience to other people. Like I think that's like, I'd actually like to ask you that question. Like. One thing in the last year I've been really focused on and concerned about to some degree is I don't want to like monopolize the FC space or take up too much oxygen. Like, like I mean, I told you, like I have a lot of confidence in myself. I feel like I could just go in here and I'll win this fight if it's at all winnable. That's how I feel, right? Um, but if I just did that every time, I'm not helping the Alliance, right? I'm not helping develop other FCs. Um, um, I'm not helping people get better. What do you do? Like, you know, like when I think of initiative, I think about you, you have a great, like small group of FCs, but how do you develop more of them? Or is that something you're concerned about? I mean, maybe, and I think it's totally valid. If you just don't care, then that's fine. But like, what, what's, what's your take on that? So it's a, it's, a, I think it's a very interesting question because I, I always say like in big groups and I think you guys are doing a great job. There's only so much room. Like you said, there's only so much oxygen in the room, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. usually in those big fights, like there's a big timer, then the big FCs, like in our case, with like four strat FCs, um, mm -hmm. one of us is going to take that. So someone like a skirmish FC, which is like a, a level or two uh, below, he wouldn't have the chance of learning there because everyone needs some airtime. Also, the strat FCs need that. You need to undog every now and then. You can't just sit there and then, you know, um, act like, you know, uh, the best FC ever, and your I think, skills will your skills will diminish if if they do. Exactly, like, you don't, exactly. You don't so, practice them at all. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs to get out and do that. But how do you get more people? Like, how do you create all this opportunity for all these FCs? And we have a lot of people who want to FC, um, but there's only so much room. So, uh, I think what you guys are doing great there is um, with like special interest groups, right? Six, and then yeah. you can split it up. Suddenly, there is like twice as much. Right? For example, Reavers or Space Violence, they're suddenly doing mm -hmm. something else somewhere else. And then they can create their own opportunities to FC and stuff like this. 
But yeah, it's the I think that's the struggle in most groups. And you you will not see many big groups where you have like ten, fifteen main FCs. That's just not possible. How's that gonna work? Like, How would you get enough them? like enough 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 practice for all of them to be good? Because you know, for every big fight there's ten where you're just shooting a structure, you're flying around, you're not doing much, you know. And those don't help you. Yeah, like how do you do that? Yeah. Stay out of it. Let them make mistakes. Don't be mm-hmm. don't be too hard on them, you know. I mean, we have some that's like, FCs that's, coming that's up. That's a tough one, man. Yeah, and you know, but I have like when I'm when I'm like when I'm backseating or whatever, or I'm like like right. Sometimes I have a hard time not flying their fleet for them, like I because I'll see something yeah, that they're doing wrong, and I'm like, and you know, I want to I want to say just do this, but if you just tell them, so what I say is like I'll, I'll come and I'll say like, hey, um, I think you should move it here, and this is why, and then then I just kind of leave, like you know, um and let them think about the reason like if, if you give them the reason why rather than just telling them what to do and then they're starting to understand the thinking behind you know why the, why why that's an important thing or at least why i think it's important yeah i totally i have a hard time joining someone else's fleet to just be a fleet member yeah. like i need it's to really do tough as something. an mc to yes yeah yeah, I was I like I said that a, a few times. I think I'm not sure if I said it on podcast, but like I talked about that before, and um, it's like you're so used to being engaged in that mindset. As soon as you're undock, you're so used to being like dual boxing, triple boxing, and then making the decisions. Their brain is constantly asking like, "What next? And next? And next?" But you can't. Right? Someone else is doing it, and I'm not yeah. talking about. Um, so there's there's a difference though when there is like a like in my case dark shines or a bliss if they have seen the fleet like I have a certain role so it's different you know I'm talking about the like complete F1 drone thing right. like, it's very hard yeah what I do is um I, I try to focus on um Sorry if you're my dog whining. He's just a giant baby. Uh, <laughs> he's he's literally a giant and he's such a baby. Um, I I try to do like a role that's sort of independent. So I'll fly like a dictator or I'll fly like a tackle scepter or something like that. And I'll, and while the fleet's off doing something, I'll go to other systems and I'll try to find some of the tackle or I'll try to find a fleet or something that I can do where I where I'm not just sort of waiting for the FC to do something because that's when I have like that's when I start being like oh he could do this and I start. And I have a hard time not piping up. So if I give myself another task to do, then it feels a lot. It, it feels a lot more fulfilling than than just sort of waiting I'm, for this FC to do things that I wouldn't do personally my, that way myself. Yeah, I'm doing the exact same, I think. And you know what? Sometimes in those fleets where I'm not engaged, there's nothing for me to do or whatever, and I'm just like an F1 drone basically. Sometimes I almost fall asleep. It's a struggle. And then people see me fall behind the fleet and they always think, oh, yeah, Pando, he's going to cover the back of the fleet, right? That's what mm-hmm. he's doing. Like, no, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just struggling. I'm just fucking <laughs> struggling. Yes, uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. these are the worst line members. Yeah, it's uh, I always true. say that. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, I didn't know Apple had said it. I thought you would just say that. Yeah, I say that a lot. And uh, Apple's heard me say it a bunch. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm so bad about it because I just... Yes, exactly. Just exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we really are the worst line members. Yeah. But it might, you know, some FCs might take that, like, if someone, like, new is coming in or whatever, and then you join, 
and then you're struggling and you fall behind and you jump the gates and he he might just take that the wrong way you know he might just think mm -hmm. oh Asher he's basically maybe not sabotaging the fleet but he clearly yeah. communicates he doesn't give a shit about my fleet doesn't care about it yeah, yeah. exactly so um, that's that might be a bad thing uh, I haven't seen stuff like this but I could imagine uh, what we were talking about this before we went on air about how FC is not just entirely a skill thing. You know, it's not entirely how good are you at you know flying your fleet through space and calling targets and all stuff. That there's a there's a social aspect to it that is, in my opinion, extremely important. Um, yeah, hype uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think? Do you, first off, do you think that you are particularly good at that, um, or or how, you know? As an FC, did you get there strictly because you have like innovative plans, fun fleets, or do you think that you also have like sort of a personality that people want to come on? Or because I think there's a whole spectrum of people on this. Uh, that's interesting, and I think I think I'm good at uh, getting people hyped when we need it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we have a long tradition, and in it in general, like we don't bullshit our guys. For example. Yeah, you guys don't call even um, if hostels call a CTA. CTA is, it's yeah. a beta. It gets like beta is like like the third most uh, important orb. Like there's beta, alpha, and then CTA. Mm -hmm. If even if hostels hyping and stuff, like, if the importance of the orb is beta worthy, worthy but not more, then it's a beta. Like we're not gonna go and, and upgrade it just to get the numbers. Like you can maybe do that once a year. Just you know the morale can be an objective too. So suddenly, like, if you have to have that win, you might just hype it once. But that's super rare. So I think yeah. uh, if you have a long tradition of not bullshitting, then you have a way more power of boosting those numbers up when, when, when it's it, needed. When it For example, yeah, Rage. Yeah. I call it this, yeah. the mother of all CTAs. We call it CTA yeah. once a year. So people were like, what the fuck? That's going to be yeah. the op. So we had 550 yeah. people. Wow, just from that's huge for you guys. Well, yeah, that's, huge. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But they all knew it, that must be yeah. some serious shit. So, you know, we've, I think we've that... got Apple Pear commenting in the the chat, yeah. and like him and I are totally different styles. And he points it out, like, like during my fleet, I'm always trying to, you know, keep the guys entertained, you know, talk about interesting stuff. And there are people who really like that, but there are other people who. Um, who you know probably find me a bit much, a bit talkative. You know that's not what they're looking for. Apple Pear super chill. He just like he's just like you know this is what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna say anything until you know uh, you know it needed to be said. And you know you guys want to watch Netflix or read or whatever while we shoot the structure. He's like go ahead. Like it's totally different. But I think that's great. Like like that there are people who want that because uh, they need to talk to their kid, you know, while they're playing Eve and they can't focus 100% or, or whatever reason, or they just don't like to hear me talking about whatever, right? Like, those are those are totally different things, but they're they're super, super good to have FCs who can fill all those voids. Yeah, and I think that's the same, like, in, like I think we got lucky too in our C team. Um, you know, there's, like, different types. Like, Shines is more of the cap guy. I don't... Couldn't care less about caps and supers and titans, and yeah. um, like I'm, I'm more like the fun-oriented dude, like who takes out roams. And I think one of the major um, advantages is also taking out uh, doctrines that are fun, special, different. You know, I you, love stuff. You will, yeah, I love, you will I love rarely like see me take out yeah. mutants. Like, yeah. flown them like a couple times to defend some stuff because they're just the best at it. And 
you have to quick form and stuff. But in general, right. that doesn't excite me one bit. So I will always yeah. try to like take all the doctrine that you know people get excited about. Be yeah, you like the high of innovation and and unique yeah, that's, or, or that's new the applications. Fun part, right? Yeah. I mean, make a plan work. That's the fun part in my eyes, at least. And then people get hyped for like, for example, when Kikis got in the game, we did like we hyped the the Kikis for like Stuka fleets. Right? Bring those with mm-hmm. us. Or at first it was Vetmax. I to shit that ship for fleets. What are you going to mm-hmm. do with Vetmax? But people wanted to fly them. So I made it work, put a Vetmax fit into the Stukas, gimped it a little bit. It wasn't a great fit, but people uh-huh. got, got like some enjoyment out of it. It looked cool. So guess what? We're going to do it anyway, right? Shield Vetmax. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just, uh, you know, have to grab some, some other stuff than the, the standards. And then, you know, people get hard. What do you think about... What do you think about the Trigaven hack? And I hate how they make a lot of these names hard to say, like the Itzker or whatever. The, the anyway, oh, that's yeah, easy. that one. I think the the Drago is way harder to. Really, I think I, I think that's a little easier, but they're both hard. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't used it, but in it general, it looks all right. Really, I'm... on paper, it just doesn't seem great. Like, I mean, yeah, if you want to kill a capital, like the spool time just seems really yeah, high you, for a hack. You're pretty, but you're probably better off with Dracovex, I guess. Right. In general, right. But... Yeah, because like the skirmishing nature of hacks means you generally don't want to be in web range of things, you know. And with the range it has, you're going to put yourself in rapier and Hugin range no matter what, right? And yeah, at that point, it doesn't matter if you have an ADC. At that point, if you're webbed, you're dead, you know. So um, yeah, in a hack. So I, I just don't, I don't get the intention of the ship. Like, what's the point of being fast on grid if you have to go in long web range? You know, if you're going to get a Loki put three webs on you, it, it doesn't matter how fast you are. You are now yeah. a battleship, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. They can they can stay on grids for a longer mm. time than, for example, Dracovex. But at the same time, you're like, what are you going to fight? You're not going to fight other subcaps with it, no. really. No. Most of them are going to outrange you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a struggle. But there's some niche situations where they probably shine like if you take the rock cards you can spool up on that and then it's not like one two three supers that can just you know kill you all because you have a solid tank on it so they need a certain amount of supers to actually kill you i think on dracovex it probably applies a little bit too much so that would be that difference but that's basically it i think yeah or like well, hard dreads they're not gonna they're not gonna kill any guitar fleet quickly yeah that's true um I think uh, I think what happened with the trig ships is that CCP basically didn't want to design four new ships of each ty- type. You know, they're like, oh, we want to come out with some new ships, but if we come out with a new one for Amar, then we have to come out with one for the three other races. So I think that's what the Trigravian thing was was a way to just come out with one one ship rather than groups of four. Hmm. I think probably the the thought process was a little bit different. I think. What do you they... think it was? I think they came up with the weapon design first, and they and like one of the Man devs to fit it. Yeah, exactly. Like one of the devs said, like, "Hey, what if?" Like usually, damage should ramp up. So the more damage you deal on something, like the easier it should be to deal damage. And they probably talked about like maybe it should lower resists or whatever. I think that's probably more where it's coming from. And then they had this idea like, mm, "Yeah, weapons should be like this." And then they're like, "Hey, we could just you know get some new ships for that." And then, it, it and is, then the art team is, is like, I've got time. 
you know <laughs> it's like hey i've got this yeah. idea it looks kind of awesome and it's like triangles and shit you know and then everyone's yeah. like hmm yeah let's do this so it is a really cool weapon design like i think the trick it weapons is. are are really cool and, and by the way ccp's art team is 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 really good like i i think that that's one of their best uh one More of their trailers, best though. yeah I, I mean they've had some good trailers but i'm just talking about the in-game stuff like they do yeah, really really good jobs i i, I um, totally agree but like i'm missing like you remember there's some some really good trailers out there i would love to see like more trailers really there was a the best fan made one was the one um a test guy did it where it was like a combination of uh do not go gentle in that good night and the music from an um interstellar do you did you see that one i think i've seen that one i'll yeah. I'll, I'll link it to you because like honestly I, I still watch i watched it like a few days ago it's just like it was it was probably the best trailer ccp's ever made in the last three or four years and it wasn't made by ccp <laughs> yeah so, and the guys i just saw like one t-gets uh like a t-get guy a link to mm-hmm. keyboard link like typical like what i talked about earlier right everyone has like a filament story suddenly it's it's quite nice to hear and then sorry for the guys, great. I'm not reading everything in the chat. Great. Like I can't follow, I can't follow that chat too too much. I know Sedron um, said some stuff. Can I if put you a have YouTube good questions? In, just in at link? me, and I, I try to put it in. Let's find out. There it is. That's the trailer. You should watch that later. Um, I will. It's yeah. Well, okay. So filaments plus like trig. Uh, well, yeah. This has the, the. I still don't know how to say this name, but the trig hack with a filament gang actually sounds like a great idea because like if you catch a capital you will spool in a minute and then you'll just melt it right and like that is not two supers whooping and murdering you yeah exactly so uh, no that's a perfect use i love uh, film it's such a cool, big fan of it like good job ccp good job whoever came up with that idea it smells uh, like convict and ccp rise i believe that, i think that's I what i read it, early on on reddit i think I'm right i'm happy to see it I didn't didn't even Rice say he um, he was surprised he could uh, bring that into the game or something. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to the there's a podcast. It's called Smaller Than Ten. It's for like small gangs and stuff like this. Uh-huh. And he was on there. And I think I'm not a hundred percent, but I think he he was talking about oh yeah, there's going to be a um, a love letter to small scalers, mm-hmm. which is probably like. <laughs> That's, I mean, let's hope it's not, because then the, yeah. that means there's more coming. But I think that's the filaments, obviously. And then he was also talking, like I am, um, like I was surprised I was a bit able to, you know, I was allowed Fantastic to, to job put by this him. He's got game. his head screwed on, right? Like I really, he does, yeah. he does good work. So, I mean, know. not every change he did was great. Same. That's, but that's gonna be true for everyone, right? Like, there's, like you've you've whelped some fleets, right? You're not gonna win every fight. You're not gonna make every great change. But you know, uh, you got to look at the overall body work and say that it, it looks good. You wanted to talk about special events, right? It seems like the filaments and all that stuff's a good point to bring it up. Um, and like the blackout yeah. and the loot drop. What did you? What did you? Th- what did you think of the blackout? I think the way it was done, it hurt the game. That's what I think. I th- Me too. Yeah. I 100% agree that uh, full local intel is not the way to go. And I think there should be a slight delay, and all bots would be completely fucked by it. Like if you have 20 seconds, 30 seconds delay. Bots are already doomed. Yeah. If you know oh, there's I'm a bot you. and you've got that delay, you can catch any bot. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping, like, they did this experiment, they heard the game with it to a degree. That's what I think. 
and I hope they're not throwing this away without iterating on it. That you can't just go back. And then now we have the the worst of both worlds. Right? So they filtered out a lot of people yeah. that uh, they were care bearing with implementing the the blackout, and then they filtered out a lot of small scalers and roamers and PvP guys that are now so disappointed that it's uh, rolled back, even though they said it's going to be temporary. But right it's that's done that that I, they lost too many subs for them to ever go back to that and it's because of the way they did it like i they wanted to do it i don't know i don't sometimes like yeah, they you listen to um a small group with a loud voice and there were a lot of people who were really on board with the blackout idea and saying it would solve a lot of problems and it like it did it solved problems for that small group um but it it didn't consider the game as a whole in any way Yes, so like I would agree though that it would be better to have full blackout than full local, long term. You think? Yes. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think delayed so. local is the way to go, but I don't. Yes. There's too much like. Yes, but like. Hmm. I would rather go with no local than full local. Really? I'm. Yeah. yeah. I just. I just. I think the black. I mean, I think that that. Um, the information it gives you is good to have, just maybe not instantly. Like when you're in a, a fight, like in a system, you want to know that there's 1,200 people in system. Like that's cool yeah. to know. Like it's it actually it my epic. first suggestion that I did was exactly that. That there's a local counter at all times, mm. but you don't know who it is. That would also give small groups uh, that are care bearing in their little own little pocket an advantage. If there's only 10 guys or let's say five guys in that system doing their little business, they know who's there. And then there's the, t- the, the, the thing he's gone up to six. They can just ask their guys, hey, did you just log in? Oh, there's someone unknown here. So, um, you know, that would give it a, a little bit of an advantage. Maybe people would go out of the blob then a little bit. Yeah. I don't think that Blackout will ever come back because, I mean, you saw the concurrent logons. They just dropped so much. And, like, you have to be... To, in my mind, you have to be crazy to think that that didn't mean that people weren't unsubbing because, um, and so I'm sure CCP ate that in the pocketbook. And, and you, you know, um, uh, I don't think that they have the the wherewithal to take on that many losses, even if it's better for the long term of the game. And I think I think the problem was that it was it was too debatable uh, that it was better for the long term of the game. And all those guys who had been, you know, yammering about how great it would be for the game. You know, they were talking about how great it was, but then all of a sudden you had the sort of the silent majority come in and say, hey, I hate this. This is terrible. This is not the game I want to play. And then then the echo chamber was broken, and then it, it was a lot harder for probably the people who had pushed for the blackout to, to defend it, is, is, is my guess is what happened. Well, I said it right away. Like, this, the, the, the second it came in, I said, like, it's great. Like I said to, um, to the time zone tanking, they admitted there is a problem there. So that's that's a positive. And then, if it's temporary, I hope they're gonna go back to a different version that's not full local. Thirty they, seconds to five minute delay would be great. Somewhere in there, and some, some yeah, something around exactly. that number, I think. Make totally it make it security status based. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what's that for anyway? Same same but, for the amount of anomalies. It should be based on like if you kill a lot of NPCs in a system, the security level should go up. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Honestly, if they if they done like a constellation wide local, like instead of the full blackout, I think that probably we'd still have that today. I think that that, that wouldn't have been nearly as much uh, 
I'm not, I'm not a fan. Cloaky camping would be strong. Like, we would have Marshy in every constellation in the game. Just uh -huh. saying. <laughs> yeah. And I like Marshy. He's not. A, he's a good guy. I actually met him in London. Mm -hmm. But that wouldn't be... And then also, people hating on Cloaky camping, but that's a symptom. You have to Cloaky camp in order to hit, you know, people. You to catch stuff. Right, it's, like it's you're not, not going to run around and enjoy them. being locked in on like a hundred accounts constantly. That's not what they they don't enjoy that. They don't necessarily enjoy even the part that people hate them for it. The guys, I mean, there's probably some good salt coming out of it that might be enjoyable, but in general, that's not why they're doing it in the first place. They're doing it because they can't catch you otherwise. So it's a symptom, not a not a not the issue itself. Yeah, Marshy was in London. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking about uh, Blackout. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, that meta problem is there, so it's you put a hundred percent loot drop on the the notes, but like I don't, I, I don't think that was it was a fun event that, that yeah. week, and I don't, it didn't affect me, and it, I don't know. What, what what was was it was it even I don't know was that, it seemed cool uh, yeah. it was one of those things like for a week or two you can do that I mean long term yeah. it, that's not the way to go probably but so I thought it was fun and you the Z kill like the, the Z kill things were funny where people were you know loading up their ships with with like you know yeah stuff. trillions of stuff <laughs> just to make the biggest kill meal uh, that's so sad I enjoyed that do you even look at killboard still. Like, um, for for okay. Intel, but no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, or for like, like a battle report, just to see yeah. how you did in the fleet. But other than that, I, I don't. Know. I don't take all my clothes off, turn the jazz music on, and look at it like some people I know do. Um, so let me, let me but, check your table. I'm gonna check. All right, I'm, I'm looking at mine. What do you think? Like, yeah, what I what do you think? I think is um, your all time. I know rank. I'm. Uh, I know I'm the number one in Gunwafa, my corp. Oh, your all time rank like, is only two hundred ninety four. Oh, is that is that bad? Is that, do I need to step it up? Yeah, you need to step it up. You better. You oh. should have been there with the with disgusting. the drops and stuff, you know. Yeah, disgusting. I'm not um, sure if that actually goes into that, but yeah. Just I'm for fun. third. I'm third all time in Goon Swarm Federation, so in in number of kills. So, oh, I'm pretty close to second. If I if I get out there and yeah, I wonder who's actually on killboards. That's probably all gankers and stuff, right? For ISK wise, yeah. If if it's ISK, yeah, then, points then, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I only look at like number of kills. I think. Let's look at let's look at initiative. Do you want to see who is the the biggest killer in initiative of all time? Yeah, that's me. I know that. Isn't I'm really? also the biggest loser. So. Take whatever <laughs> easy come, easy go, right? Yeah. Wait, is it it's initiative dot? Is that what it is, or is it the initiative? The initiative dot. The initiative dot. I can't believe okay. we're actually looking at killboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this <laughs> so is the most, the uh, most FC jerk off stuff going on. Oh my god! Top all time. All right, let's see. All time top. Look at you. Look at you, Panda. Bliss second. Yeah. Third. I'm not sure if you should probably be proud of it, to be honest. It's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a little bit this much. is the the hall of shame more than anything else. Yeah. You know, Shines is only number eight. You ever, you ever, you know, message him? He has and, to step it up, too. Come on, dude. Come on. Eat. Yeah. Hoopo yeah. or Hupo or whatever is ahead of you. He's one of my, on, he's one of those guys. Like, Hupo is a cop member of mine. And he's one of those 
guys that that was always around. He's inactive now, but like like continuous like he was playing before I even joined the corp or in it or whatever. And he's like one of the best line members you can have. Like I'm I not even kidding. Like yeah, he's just solid, you know? He does everything right, almost everything, I mean, ever makes mistakes, but he's one of the best guys. He's a super chill dude, hangs out, super, like, you know, shout out to Hupo. He's, sadly, he's okay. inactive since, I don't know, maybe half a year or so. Longer, actually. Maybe a year. This guy, Sejin, it seems mad at me that, that we deleted our ESI from Zekel. Like, Sejin is a good know. guy, too. I met him in London, too. <laughs> Uh, I I mean I I yeah I don't because it's like it's like free intel like you know like there are people who build bots just to like read that stuff. Sejin is one um, of one of Kendall's guys actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, I wish Zeke would come with that delay. I think that'd be nice. But even though sometimes you like you get a kill. Oh, we killed we killed a Chinese Rookwell a while ago. And they just never showed up on Zekel. It was really annoying, you know. Just you know what? I had the yeah. same thing. I fought a VVV. Was it VVV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fought them. We killed like I don't know how many domies we killed, but they never showed up on the kill bar. We only killed yeah. like three domies on that kill bar, which was kind of weird. Was that the fight in in Branch the other day? No, that or was in Kubalech. Okay. okay. But yeah, that was a dumb fight too. I mean, not a dumb fight. It was the first Actually, time I took out the Ishtas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we struggled to get home. It was a good brawl. We killed a carrier, took the fight anyway. They had 100 plus domies and we had like 40 Ishtas. I don't know. That's a pretty tough fight. That's going to be a tough fight. Yeah, Especially against domies. Like, yeah, you can't really get too close to get under the tracking because yeah. they have nudes and stuff. Right, and then the Ebor like doesn't really work useless, as much yeah. against zombies. Yeah, because yeah. those drones. I mean, I know you know this. You can't Ebor individual drones, but it's not nearly as useful well, as Ebor against Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I wouldn't expect to win that fight. Dommies, man, those used to be. Do you, I don't know if you remember, but like zombies were like main doctrine ships for a yeah. long time, like 2013, I 2014, miss them. somewhere around then. They were fun. Yeah, battleships I mean, in they general. Nerfed... I kind of miss them. Tecmo battleships. Yeah. Just let me list the ways that battleships are bad now. They're slow. Uh, carriers kill them. Supers kill them. Titans kill them. Dreads kill them. Bombers kill them. Hacks kill them. They take forever to get somewhere. Um, they don't lock anything in less than 20 seconds. They don't really do much more damage than a hack. Their tank is equal to a hack when the ADC is on. It's actually worse. Their SIG is higher. They don't track as well. Other than that, I think they're great ships. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Battleships are awesome beside the like one besides or two points you just listed. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, they I want look battleships good. to come back and see. Yeah, oh they look everyone wants to fly a battleship. Yeah, like, mega, megas are quite, quite sexy actually. Oh, so. Megas. Ooh, ooh, that, that is sexy. Yeah, it's so, a great yeah. it's fun. I mean a guy like you loves to brawl too. You can do fun things with battleships. They have stuff that like they have target spectrum breakers, no one else can fit that. Um, yeah, because they're so there's, awesome. There's, <laughs> well, they're not great, but they're still it's something you can have fun with, and it's a shame. Like hey, that, it's never coming back until there's big changes made. Maybe battleships get the heavy bombs. I, I thank you. I have said this for a long time. Give the launcher to battleships. Then, then you first. Yeah, have to take bombs too. 
Yeah. I know I, I agree. I've wanted bomb launchers on battleships because that'd be so cool. Imagine you're yeah. in your, your battleship fleet, I mean, you line up crazy, thirty kilometers cool. and you start grouping in and just you just start flinging bombs at them. Dude, how cool is that? Yeah, like yeah. I totally agree. Of course, Why not? It would only work against another battleship fleet. That would or maybe Ferox. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You know what it also works against? Other bombs. Like, if you get bombed, so mm -hmm. let's say, like, I'm thinking about this that way. So you have your bomb battleships. The, bomb the bombs? Yeah, you have your battleships, and you're mm -hmm. all anchored up, and you just regroup, and they're all orbiting at 500. So basically, mm -hmm. if you call everyone to bomb, guess what? All the bombs are gone all directions, 30km, correct? Yeah. So the second you know they're bombing you, there's always that one yeah. guy that declocks early. You can just say, right. everyone bomb, and then if yeah. you're faster than them, you're just going to kill their bombers before their bombs actually reach you. And then it's fun, you know what I mean? There's like a ton of explosions around you and stuff. It's like, come on, do it. I, do it, I guys. Think liked, I think you would have liked my Chaos Bomber fleet back when, back when we used to have battleships and Ferroxes and Hurricanes and every, every, you know more single point fights, but that weren't super mobile. I would, uh, I would get, you know, like forty bombers and. Um, and like four command destroyers, and then use the regroup command so the bombers were all That's orbiting. That's snatch all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I would just jump them into the middle of the fleet, have all the bombs fire in every direction, yeah. and then jump out. It's so much fun. It didn't always get you a lot of kills. It got you small stuff, but it was uh, it caused more chaos than anything you can imagine. Yeah, and we did that with bombs. We did that also with MJDs. Right? And I can Ooh. see that now to be even stronger. Because you don't need as many command, uh, command destroyers to split them up proper. But right, yeah, you just jump in, have, jump exactly. them out. Yeah, you jump in and then you call everyone to MWD and MJD. It's absolute chaos. Like there's yeah. so many MJDs gone off. Everyone's splitting in all kinds of places. It's and it looks awesome. Like we did that a couple yeah, of times. It's not. Them. It's not easy to set up though. You need to be precise too. And and you're never gonna do it to a mutant fleet anyway. So. No, mm -hmm. no, you're not. You're not. But that, you can. That, yeah. With Stukas, like we figured it out after a while how to catch mutant fleets. Mm -hmm. It's not easy though. Most hack man, most hack FCs. Yeah, it's not easy when they're bad FCs. Like right, it, 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 they're they're so stupid easy to fly. Most hack FCs are so bad at defending their fleet. It makes me angry. I'm getting mad right now just thinking about it. <laughs> like, like um. They, a hack fleet should essentially once you're on grid once you're on grid a hack fleet should essentially be unbombable and um the, the you know what i know you're confident but i tell uh -huh. you what if you anchor up with your minions yeah. in a normal way and yeah. i would have old school stukas i would catch yeah. you i'm confident too <laughs> dude I, I, I love the confidence i love the confidence no i'm just saying like like there, that like a lot of hack FCs leave themselves open to be bombed when they shouldn't have to. Oh, I, I got a good one for you, Pando. I think you'll like mm. this one. Um, this is something that like almost no one uses. This was like four years ago. We were flying Ishtars, and they were we had to go on a grid, and they were bombing us every time we landed. Just as soon as we land, they would they would bomb us, and, and it was really annoying. Um, and so what I what I did was I had um, I had a Dictor uh, aligned just slightly ahead of us, so it landed like you know, like one tick before the fleet. And he, and then bubble uh, up as soon as he lands. That's what you normally do, right? Yeah. This is not what I did. I wasn't I about to say that's the standard thing. Huh? 
I had him bubble with that surgical warp disrupt probe. Oh, so they got dragged in way close and they <laughs> yeah. bombed each other then? Did they hit they each didn't other? bomb each other, they were just in the middle of our fleet. So uh, I tried to use that up, too. Yeah. We threw up a regular bubble and so now there were forty bombers uh, in the middle of our fleet. And they're Can't too close cloak. to bomb. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't they all did bomb and they just flew it in different directions and we killed every single one of them. That was so satisfying. I can't tell yeah, you how satisfying yeah. that you was. You know what? <laughs> like I tried to use the the surgical bubble for uh, similar stuff. I never, mm -hmm. it never worked though. Like I never got it done, you know. But you know, yeah. I did catch. You know, remember when I'm in space? I'm pretty sure you remember yeah. that guy. Oh yeah, from oh, yeah. pizza. Like he, he's a mm -hmm. notorious like multi boxer. Back in the day, it was allowed mm -hmm. to have. Uh, he, uh, three, he had three at one point. Yeah, yeah three So he squads. would bomb all the time, and then usually if you know he's on grid though. So there's mm -hmm. a bookmark or ping spot, mm -hmm. and then I just warp the dicta at like 30, because he's going to warp at 32. Mm -hmm. And then you just warp the, um, and the bomb, and the bombs then on 30 on the dicta, you know? Yeah. And then you just land on grid, and the second he decloaks, you just bomb, and then bubble up, and he's in the, in the middle of a bubble, <laughs> getting uh, bombed to shit. Really. Oh, it feels so good. Really. And then especially when... When the main fleet, so we had two fleets on grid, the main fleet is sitting there, we on comms, and then this special yeah. group, I forgot what ships we were flying at the time, but there was a special group that was very bombable, and then they get caught and everyone's cheering on comms because we catch mm -hmm. the dude finally, you know? That was fun. That was really good. Do you remember, man, do you remember back in the day when you could multibox and you had one AM in space, and he had one, and Amzi was a different guy, I think, in the same group. Yeah, I think so. They were both running, like, one or two squads of bombers and then you had a, a guy from it was either nc or pl was his name like carbon carbon fury something like that right anyway mm. they had one and then we had coon me doing it <laughs> like because you were multi boxing too with bombers uh yeah do you remember odell like there was oh, odell, that's, odell. that's that's coon me yeah he's yeah he's good oh, all right so we <laughs> so there were like there could be a battle that you had <laughs> there were like seven or eight squads of of, of bombers like just for, for like four people yeah. it was intense and it was every fight like that there was that they forced the um uh you know they forced that change to to the input podcast and just because it became every fight was defined by these four people showing up to bomb you yeah, it was uh, it was crazy that one guy would have so much power over like a, f a fight. It was too yeah, much. It, so like, I'm glad it's it's gone. Um, bomb uh, bombing in general, like it takes so much prep, and you never know. It's like such a big difference. Not only it's um, in like doing it, so warping people yeah. around and bombing at the same time. It's way easier, obviously, but then also. Yeah. The social part we talked about earlier too like forming people actual people if you have 40 actual people showing up to bombers and you can't really um, guarantee success in bomber fleets ever in normal bomber fleets there might be bubbles everywhere you might never actually bomb and that's a way of a difference if you un, un, no, if you just multi-boxing your own thing you only are responsible for yourself and you just bomb so yourself you yeah. don't have to worry about disappointing people or all that, all that stuff. You can just do it. That's the that's even bigger difference, I think. 
Alvapir mentions a good point saying that a lot of FCs are not used to getting bombed anymore. And that's true. If, if the battleship meta ever I comes agree. back, there's going to be a, a real a real tough learning curve for FCs who didn't have to live through that era where everyone was, had their own bomber group. and Because it wasn't just, I mean, there were the multi-boxer guys, but there were squads or SIGs or whatever of people just dedicated bombing. You know, Boat bombed people all the time back then. And there were other groups. Um, Test has one, was it Predators? Something like that. They have one where they would do that. Um, and man, it was the, the, the being an FC was like 30% just not being bombed. 30% not being bombed was just part of your job as an FC. Yeah. Right. And if, if the battleship medic ever comes back or just like a non mobile meta, like with Feroxes or whatever, um, it'll be, it, it'll be a rough awakening for some newer FCs when they have to figure that out. Yeah. And I agree, a lot of FCs are, at the moment are not used to being bombed, and you could probably wipe a lot of stuff out. Like even Munin fleets, they're fast, but they do have to land on grid and get anchored and all that stuff. And you know how yeah. it is. 100 Munins, and then you say everyone anchor up, MW is on, half of them are going to be slow as shit. And then there's going to be one quarter that doesn't even anchor up left after like 20 seconds. Yeah. That bomb yeah. run's already coming in. So you can mm -hmm. wipe out like a quarter of a Munin fleet, I'm sure, with one good run. You die super yeah, for... quick because Munins then, you know, they're just going to zap you. Rip you yeah. to shreds there, but you don't need too for many bombs. For hacks, like the most important time is, is, or the most dangerous time rather, is getting on grid. Once you're on grid, you know, it's yep. a lot it's a lot safer. But getting there, it can be tough. Um, but even then, the ADCs make bombing, you know, less useful. Like it's still... Um, Yes. It's still not as strong as it used to be. It might, but but it might also... That's what we realized with Stukas against Munins, for example. It also gives them a mm -hmm. false sense of insecurity because mm -hmm. you're not eating one squad uh, of bombs and that's it. No, we're going to stay on you. We're going to pin your anchor down and then there's another squad. Oh, is your ADC already running out? Oh, tough shit. There's another squad right. coming. So you yeah, can kill bombers in that time, nasty. but can you kill us quick enough? You're going to lose yeah. your entire Munin fleet if you just do the lazy anchor up thing. And I think because we wiped out a few uh, Munin fleets, that's why it looked so OP. But all you had to do is orbit at 30. Orbit that anchor at 30. Like, we're not going to be able to bomb you. And we're going to get yeah. murdered by Munin fleets. So, yeah, and, that's... Yeah. Uh... Isn't it funny how like there are like little super super simple ways to combat this stuff and like yeah. so many times people like cry to CCP, hey please fix this for me rather than just like hey why don't I do something a little different rather and learn but um they don't <laughs> you know they just don't do it yeah I mean some FCs are better at adjusting than others right? some FCs yeah. instantly adjusted like Elo instantly adjusted or um. What's the other one? There, there's a Chinese FC, um, X Rooks and Kings. He's in uh, what's it called? Uh, in the man in mangoes. Like yeah, yeah. he he saw the meta and he adjusted quick and stuff. So he did a great job. But some other Who's... FCs they should have known, and like usually we we would have caught them always like the first time if they don't know, we catch mm. them like in Rage. First time these guys have seen Stukas and they get caught. Right, and they don't have experience. Yeah, exactly. But then some other FCs, like we had some um, NC FCs, for example, they should have known that matter. We've been fighting these guys. 
but uh, you know they still get caught. You know? They're anchoring up. They're thinking, all right, we've got the speeds and stuff. We're safe here. Like at some point, we're gonna catch you though. And then you mentioned you mentioned Elo. Who's the who's the enemy FC that you have like a lot of respect for? Uh, I would say an enemy FC who I have a, a lot of respect for. Um, I would I would have to say Killer B too. Yeah. Ooh. Like he's a he's a solid FC. He and he doesn't shy away from adjusting. For example, when we uh, did a lot of Stuka stuff, he adjusted in a in a different way. He brought his own bushes, for example. Right. right? So suddenly he's pushing around, makes our life hard, and counters it quite well. So yeah, and then also obviously, you it's a different uh, level. That's so hot. Yo, yo, Freddy. We were talking about good court members before. He's also one of my old guys. Not active anymore, but yeah, uh, one of the best. But yeah, Killer B, uh, Elo. Um, it's always fun when you play like an, when you fight an FC. It keeps you on your toes, right? Like someone that you're like, well, this guy knows what he's doing. I have to really consider what what might he do to counter me. Like like when you're thinking out ahead, and then what might I do, and like all that stuff. That's that's that's, that's the real fun and eve of being an FC is when you're fighting someone who, you know, puts you in a, you know, like a, I don't know, just just put you in a situation where you have to be ready and prepared. I always I yeah. always appreciate fighting FCs like that. Yeah, and also they're not the. So you have other FCs that are trying to be. Like. So they're not shit talkers, you know? So I can respect that too. They're not. Mm-hmm. Like there's some FCs out there that are just talking so much shit. And they're trying to, like, get under your skin or whatever. And you're like, dude, what are you even yeah. doing? So. Yeah. I don't ever I've really, never seen that from, yeah. from uh, Killer Bee or, you know. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of respect. Is not a host, Sorry, I have a lot of respect for um, um, like Killer B. Like when he we fought in in um, why can't I remember the name of the system? Was it X Four Seven? Was that the X4, one? We just, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we <laughs> fought one. there, you Easy know, to forget he, right. We were talking about his, you know, the, the the worry about putting your supers on the line and all that stuff and. You know, a- after the fight, like, dude, he went on a bunch of programs a- as the loser and went on really gracefully. Um, that's hard. That's hard to do. Like, that's that's also part of being an FC is taking responsibility. Even sometimes, like, when you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, like, like someone else in your organization messed something up or something, you still have to be the one who says, "Oh, sorry, guys, my bad." You know, do better next time. Like, that's the kind of thing that I really respect. And someone could be showed a lot of that. So, uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, and I, I've never, I've never personally that I can think of, tried to trash talk another FC because it, it's, you know, being a line member is much easier in that in that case in that way, um, where where you know if something gets messed up you don't have, you know you were just there and you like, oh our fleet lost but like you know you don't have the personal uh, onus of losing and so whether you win or lose. Um, I've I've tried never to really trash the enemy I've seen and try to show respect to him. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's but, the way to but do. who's on the other? There's list? a uh, definitely Elo, definitely Elo. Um, I've definitely fought against Killer, but it's only these giant fights. Like I have no idea what he would be like in a small fight. Um, and but I have a lot of a, a respect for him from that angle. Uh, Elo is like honestly one of the few FCs I've ever felt like. Um where you know we're in a fight and i'm like oh dude this this guy's fighting me to a draw i'm like what's going on like i would get upset about that you know like um 
and he was but he's he's definitely a skilled fc and like you said he makes adjustments really quick which a lot of fcs come in with a plan and if it's a good plan it works out but if it's a bad plan they just stick to it yeah um, you know what there's actually there's actually a video on my channel that's called playing what did i call it playing fc chess with elo we were in a Stuka mm-hmm. fleet. He was a Munins. It wasn't a massive Munin fleet, but it was big enough to like murder us. But yeah. he he made mistakes. He made a mis- but I couldn't predict that mistake. <laughs> so I could have right. caught him there, but I couldn't tell. Like he warped into my bubble, but it was way far behind me. I didn't expect it. Yeah. And then what he did was also like not not a whole lot of people know that, but on drifter wormholes you cannot bomb. Bomb launches don't work on drifter wormhole grids. Mm-hmm. And then he basically camped us in there or out, if you want to see it like that. And he was just sitting there, you know. So he was thinking about like positioning and all that stuff. So it was like FC chess, really. Like, and what are we gonna do against Munins if we can't bomb, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. So he positioned his fleet, took a little bit of a risky move, and almost got wiped out. But like then he positioned positioned his fleet, and you know. Yeah, the last time I fought Elo, he was I was in Ishtar, so he was in Munins, and we had a really good long running fight. Like, it was one of those fights, I don't think he got any of my Ishtars, and I, but I only got, like, three of his Munins, right? And, you know, you look at the Isk lost, and it's like, he lost, like, you know, three billion, and I lost, like, 1.4 or 1.5 or something. Um, and it was it was a really good fight, so it's it's a shame that, like, he's, I think he's taking a break from the game, but it sounds like, it sounded like from what he posted that he needed a break, so. Um, yeah. I think I think FCs contend towards obsessiveness, and from some of the stuff we've talked about, like getting mad multiple days after fights that we lost, like still being mad that that shows there, and it's hard it's hard to be like the kind of you know uh, to balance that with with sort of being healthy and and, and I, I mean mentally healthy. I don't mean I mean, I mean just being a, a you know if if FC comes to the point where you're not having fun. Where you're just doing it strictly because oh I have to do it or it's expected of me, then you're gonna it's gonna quickly become, you know, feel really bad. Yeah, uh, I agree. And uh, I would, but I would argue you probably would agree with that that every FC, um, like if you're main FC in a big group, at some point you don't feel like I'm docking. You don't feel like doing this fleet, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. on the time aboard. It's on the schedule. You better fucking undock and make it happen. And, yeah. Um, if, like, for example, in Eloscape, that's a long uh, campaign. I mean, how long was that? Like half a year or some shit? Fighting yeah. basically outnumbered all the time, right? Um, that's pure stress. That's pure stress. And you have to, co- uh, you know, deliver. And then there's, like, a, uh, a lot of your guys, they're counting on you. You know, you don't want to let them hang. And then that can drag yeah. on for years, even, like, with that mindset. Like, I for sure know, like, I would have quit already, like uh, if I wouldn't have uh, my corp or alliance that would count on me. Right? I would have quit long time ago. I think I'm not playing this mm-hmm. game for the game anymore. That 100. percent I think you you would say the same. It's only about the the guys, really. Yes, yeah, 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 you know. For sure. And you can do that for days, maybe weeks. Some people are you know crazy and can do it for months that you mm-hmm. form only for that but you have to find a way to like, enjoy it so you can do it long term I think that's I mean I'd say that's one of the nice things about goons is that we have enough people who are interested in seeing interested in being you know um, that you can spread that load out and maybe an initiative like there's probably 
probably more for you. You, you. you feel like, oh, I have to do this. I've certainly been in that situation before. Oh, like Casino War, by the way. Like, yeah, that was like every day. It was like, well, you know, because there were just, everyone was finding excuses not to be there um, outside of like a core group where there's the real ride or dies. Um, and it was just like every day I was like, well, got to get out there and get in those coal mines and probably lose this fight, but it's something we have yeah. to do. Uh, but also good. That's a good time to find out who was really with you and who wasn't, you know what I mean? Like who, um, so I, I, I appreciate it. I, I was saying the other day, like, like the most fun I ever had in this game was the, the casino war was when we were greatly outnumbered and every time we undocked, they would try to kill us and they were trying to destroy our spirit. And that was like actually super fun. Um, because you know like literally every time we undock they would come and try to fight us that's a, that's an awesome thing to have where you undock and someone tr comes to you like that's great that's a great feeling it doesn't matter if you're out or outnumbered you know like that's still an awesome feeling yeah i remember also like at the time we were actually not with you guys in uh wait what what's the staging again Serenin. Saranen, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were down in uh, Syndicate grinding all those like R64s and shit, Ooh. and we were fighting NC. Or at the time, we were fighting not NC. Who was it? Uh, it was like a, a handful of groups. We were out number two, but you know, I feel like there is a difference in mindset, or that it puts a different level of stress on you if you're in a defending position. I think if you attack them, it's always it always feels a little bit better. You know, oh yeah, you feel oh, yeah. more in control. It, it's it's easier to have fun with that than if you have to defend. If you have to defend, it, it instantly feels bad, and you always wait, and you have have to be reactive and stuff. Uh, I think for mentally that plays a big role for FCs, like how fast they're going to be burned out. If you're completely def defensive the entire time, that's not good. Yeah, I mean it's um, an interesting topic. Like we could talk about, like the <laughs> mental, uh, the the mental side of uh, of FC for hours, I think, and the yeah. you know mental health issues. Like that shit is real, you know. I think a oh, lot of FCs sure. yeah. have um, not this, like maybe not to the degree like Elo, uh, like is uh, struggling with that shit. But there, there's, I mean, to to say that there's something wrong with guys FCing all day every day. There's something wrong with us, isn't it? So um, no, I know what you, I know what you're saying. Like like it takes a special kind, it takes a special kind of crazy, right? Like, yeah. But um, you have to like yeah, it, it's really high highs and really low lows. I think, and you have to be the kind of person. But I think there's I, I mean, I think there's even in the category of FCs, there's different people. Like there's grinders. Like there's people who are just out there and like like um like they want to just go shoot structures. They're not looking to like necess I mean, they like fights, but they're like for them, it's like this is the task and like like checking the list off it gives them a certain sense of satisfaction um and um like the the dudes who in wars in the past with the goons would just like run a bomber fleet and just kill you know five posses every day just like with that non-stop because they're just total grinders um i think that that's a totally different mindset that's that's someone doing doing a task and and and, and they're motivated in different ways and I think people like you and me, like we we're shooting the structures to get the fights. Does that make sense? Like, and, and that's the motivation is to is to drag the enemy out and force them to fight yeah. you and and sort of prove that you're superior, prove that I'm you know. I'm not sure if it's much. Whatever like, it is, I I think it's, it's I think it's not that much of an ego thing for me to be honest. It's more about uh, 
like if the guy if my fleet gets uh, get home mm-hmm. and they're all happy and they're chatting and all that's that's why feeling. I think it's an op success it has not that much if like the the structure is uh, killed or whatever like the, the objective is done or whatever I think mm. if if your guys enjoy the fleet and they can't wait for the next one that feels really good you know well, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about personality. You know, um, you know, you have people who love boat fleets, like you know, they're just they're just dying to go on DBRB fleets because they just enjoy hanging out with them, right? Yeah, that's definitely a part there. It doesn't matter, like necessarily, what because you know what they did, as long as they do it in sort of a fun boat way. Like that's that's a totally different, uh, you know, scenario, and and that's where being a charismatic personality is like a huge benefit to being an FC. Um, and have you ever come across someone that you thought had a talent for FCing, but they're just like, they just had like a personality that was like watching paint dry. And you were just like, I don't know if this is going to work out for you. Huh? I'm not sure. Like, so I think the most, there's a lot of people that like the idea of being an FC. I think especially mm-hmm. like, uh, like, um, you know, a well-known FC or whatever. I think people mm-hmm. like that idea and they romanticize that a little bit. And all I can say yes. is, like, you, you probably don't want to be that FC. Like, it's it can be very, you know, can be a shitty style of playstyle. If you're in it Have for the I, prestige, it's probably not for you. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen an FC who I think is like talented, but he's a boring character. I think I wouldn't go mm. that far. But there are definitely FCs that I saw profit from just being an entertaining character. Right, right. So you've never seen the opposite. I've seen the opposite once or twice where they just, um, I felt like oh, they actually, had talent I, or promise. I have to take that back. Yeah. I think, I think I've seen, yeah. I've, I'm not, I don't want to say the name. So. No, no, no. I'm not going to call anyone out. <laughs> but yes, I actually know that I'm thinking about it. Yes, I definitely can't think about, uh, think about one or two uh, people that actually, yeah. There's, they're How did you... very knowledgeable, good, but you know, I don't think they, they would FC uh, for long. Yeah. How did you get into FCing? Like, what, what brought you into it in the first place? Uh, I think it's probably similar to you, like listening to you say, talk about solo and stuff. I took out uh, the smallest of fleets solo, right? And then mm-hmm. someone. Freddie Carbon, who subbed earlier, thanks by the way. <laughs> He's one of my old school guys. He is one of the guys like, hey, like you roam, I roam, let's roam together. Boom, there's a mm-hmm. two-man fleet. And then you have success, people see it on the killboard, they're like, hey, like, can I join? And then that's a three-man fleet, a four-man fleet. And then at some point, you know, we're in an active uh, corp, and then suddenly there's no one else I'm seeing. And then boom, I've got an idea for a doctrine. And so mm-hmm. that's... I didn't even, like, I never made the decision to start FC. Or was it right. for you, though? I, Similar? Or... I was, it wasn't quite the same, but it was just that um, um, it was, like, we needed a home defense, and there was no one stepping up to do it. Like, people wanted to do, do home defense, but this was when, like, it was easier. Like, you know, you know how people used to roam through your space, like, much more frequently, and there would be small gangs and small fleets and like that was a lot, yeah. a lot more common. So we, we had people who wanted to do it, but there was just like no one who was really stepping up to lead it. So I just sort of ended up falling into it that way because I saw a need and I met it. And um, 
I think that a lot of FCAs either sort of get what you were doing where, where it just sort of grows organically or they see a need. And I've talked to a lot of FCAs and That's they almost thing, never yeah. say, yes, they almost never say I wanted to be a great FC. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've had people say that to me, but they haven't ever been, ended up being great FCs. But the ones who I consider great or good or, or you know, in that realm, um, almost never say, oh, I started, I, I heard about FCing and it sounded really cool and I wanted to be famous or I wanted to be a great one or I wanted to be popular, any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe the good ones just don't admit it. <laughs> maybe that's secretly what they wanted, but at least they're smart enough not to admit it. And all the ones who were dumb enough to admit it, they've never really amounted to much. So, you know, I think there's always that. I mean, that's very common. I've seen, like, to, like, I'm talking to a lot of FCs now. Like, this is, like, obviously podcast number 13. So, yeah. and it's very common that they say, like, out of necessity, like, nobody else would do it. So I had to do it. But then also, yeah. they have to have the personality to think, like, oh, yeah, it's nice to be, yeah. uh, to be needed, to feel like yeah. you know, there's, like, value in that kind of stuff. And then, you yeah. know, it goes like further and further and further, and then you end up uh, seeing like hundred uh, man fleets. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I very much want to, want to win, and I think that that part of why I do well, and I don't take it well when I lose. <laughs> You're so competitive. Like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you don't even know, man. <laughs> like, but all of the yeah, all all I, mean, I think um, like I have this sort of FC triangle like thing that was like a theory I came up with where I try to map out what good FCs do. And uh, I said like the three, three parts of the triangle were like virtuosity. That's just like basic like skill. Um, and then um, the innovation and planning. Those are the three things that like, I think define most good FCs. Person? Like virtuosity, it's like skill, like right. like actually flying your fleet that's like i called it virtual right. you know have you heard virtuoso like you know being yeah, yeah. really good at something yeah yeah so virtuosity um planning and innovation and so like someone like you i would put sort of on the triangle on the innovation and virtuosity side like that's that's where i think like you're oh i, like, I would say would the, the planning side yeah. Okay. So, but you definitely innovation, innovation planning. Then, like, puts you on that part of the triangle. Whereas, so like someone like Elo Knight, I would put in virtuosity. He's just like a gifted yeah. FC. Someone like uh, Pro God Legend, I'd put almost entirely on innovation. He he's, that's like oh, that's, he's innovation. Huh. Yeah, he he loves to do new things, and it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that he, they, they're good or bad. I'm just saying he's interested in innovation. I mean, he came up with Goku Fleet, right? That's what, you know, that's something that was invented by him, or at least pop popularized by him. Um, and then someone like Vili, I'd put in planning. Like Vili is obsessively planning his fleets out, um, and he does a lot better when he has more time to think of stuff. Um, so, but I think with all FCs, you can move them around, sort of in that triangle, and see sort of plot where they fit. You know, where they're interested. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and so you have to figure out, like, when people start seeing, they have to figure out, like, what, what are those three tenets, like, are they most interested in? And then that's also how you beat them. You know, like, the, I think that the, the uh, creativeness, like, beats the planning, usually. Um, 
And yeah. I think virtuosity yeah, beats, beats the creativeness. Doesn't have time to plan. Exactly, and I think the virtuosity beats the uh, beats the creativeness. Um, and yeah. um, I think the planning usually beats the virtuosity. So it's sort of like a rock paper scissors thing, and you have to figure out like what the enemy FC does. I think about this stuff a lot. If it's not clear, <laughs> you yeah, have to think yeah. about like what the enemy FC does. Like what is he best at, and then how do I use that information to to beat him? Um, and I think that it usually works out. Like people fall, they're not in these neat little categories. They're always a little bit of all three, but it's like, where, where do they fit out on that, on that sort of triangle that I have? Yeah, I think mind. I, I think I agree. Yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, I'm on the planning side for sure. Mm. Like I don't like to be uh, mm. surprised too much or um, stuff. But nice of you to say I'm in, in the virtuoso. So, I mean, <laughs> In Stuka fleets, uh, I, I would say, yeah, I would like super skilled, but in normal fleets, I'm not that mm. great of an FC, really. I think most of my guys know that. I mean, probably mediocre, I would say. But, I, I know, I, well, I definitely know you like innovation, that's for sure. Like, that's yeah. something that, get, get, that, that's something that makes your, your, your clock tick and something, it's a reason you keep playing the game. And it's also a reason why I'm excited that they're hopefully going to do more and more iteration because the more things they change, the more options you have to innovate. And, and especially when systems change that like you don't know interact, that's where someone who plans but is also innovative can really come out and come up with something new or exciting and really surprise someone and make a name for themselves. So I'm excited that hopefully they keep iterating with this, uh, well, I don't remember the name of the team, but the team that's doing changes every two weeks. Um, I hope that's something that we keep seeing more and more of. Yeah, I mean, give us a couple of new tools, you know, give us a little bit more room. Yeah, Team Talos, exactly. Talos, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about the heavy bomber things for a second, but we switched instantly to, like, why don't battleships simply have bomb launcher capability? Like, would it be so OP? That'd but, be cool. Um, yeah, that would be cool. We talked I mean, about that. But, um, like, what about the heavy bomber thing they, they were teasing about? Which I feel like is almost like... Um, it's very far seems, away. People think it's around the corner. It's not around the corner. It's going to take I a agree. long time. It seems like a role that battle... It seems like you could tie those two things together. Give battleships bomb launchers, right? And only allow the heavy bomb to be fitted to a battleship uh, bomb launcher, right? Then battleships could do regular bombs if they wanted to, but then they could be used in that sort of assault role where yeah. you get them... If you can get them on top of an enemy super fleet or Titan or whatever... They could be and get them thirty kilometers off, which is kind of tough. You can. Would you include bad, you know, black ops? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's a good oh, reason yeah. to put black, black ops on the field. What oh, about you? Be quite nice. Yeah, I would love yeah. it. You can just like drop in twenty black ops, and then if you're on point with your capital bombs, you can yeah. potentially like increase your DPS at least to a degree where you can kill a super fairly fast. It would be sexy, yeah. yeah. And you would see black think... ops fleets. You could put a time on it if you use that heavy bomb uh, launcher. You can't warp or whatever. Like there could be a balancing factor. Black Ops fleets yeah. on grid again. Boom, that would be nice. Yeah, a timer to not warp or cloak would be good because the, the yeah, it seems pretty OP to be able to just uh, yeah, not cloak. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the yeah. probably the way to go. You can't cloak for a minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. So people can um, catch you. And I think that uh, I hope that they can balance it. I don't know if it will be, but I hope it's balanceable so that you can't have like 30 Black Ops battleships appear and just nuke a carrier with one, you know, with one bomb run. Like that would be, yeah. that'd so, be kind of broken. 
I mean, so bombs have EHP and they have travel right. time. They said yeah. it's gonna be they're gonna be slow. So in theory, if they're so slow mm. that you can time your smart bombs easily, depending on yeah. EHP, it should be fairly easy to counter them. But we'll see, I guess. Is is it gonna be one smart bomb cycle, two, right, three or four? Which yeah. would you have uh would you have them be AoE or focus bomb where they only affect one ship? Oh, let's I would say focus. I mean AoE, yeah. let's go let's go wild. I mean, I wouldn't complain. I'm, I wouldn't complain. I'm not the guy in caps, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I run caps because I have to. But if this game was just sub caps, I think it'd be a better game. So, um, I think, uh, I think that's yeah. If there were, if there was AOE, I mean, but the problem is caps are so spread out, anyways. That even an AOE bomb would only be hitting, you know, like ten caps at the most or whatever, unless they just jumped in and most of them hadn't bumped yet. But anything yeah. that anything that knocks, I mean, I made that post. I'm sure you saw at least saw it. Um, I was about to say. And yeah, for I, those I who are wondering, I can, I should actually maybe you got the link. Uh, you made a post, which is kind of weird. I wanted to talk about that actually. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, we had two hours seventeen. So if you have to run, yeah. like, let me know. Like, you yeah, know. I gotta go in like uh, ten or fifteen minutes. So All right. It's about, so it's my time limit. Then quickly. So yeah. Asher made a. Reddit post for those who don't know about um, supers and titans from a unique perspective as they've seen for the biggest super and titan blob in the game. So it has some weight to it, I would say. So that is, yeah. Um, there we go. Whatever you prefer, old Reddit or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's interesting. I think so. My question is. Do you think CCP... Actually, I wrote down this question. Do you think... Uh, CCP is scared to touch Supers and Titans? Because they would people push people out of the game? Do you think that's the case? Yeah, that's what I tried to address. Because, like you know, like I said, I would love for them to just delete all Supers. Um, but they can't do that. Like, I, I am certain they have data that shows that you know, having uh, working towards the Titan is keeps people subbed to this game, and that keeps the lights on, that pays the salaries, that does a lot of things uh, for CCP, um, and um, so they can't get rid of them. Like, and they can't. And also, I had some ideas where like just one Titan would be needed, but that's the same problem. Is like then, you know, then only like ten guys in your lines would need to have Titans, right? If they were just some kind of giant booster or whatever. Um, so you have to, like, you have to live in the reality that you're in. It's like the Donald Rumsfeld quote, you go to war with the army that you have, not the one that you want. And so you have to work around the idea that, you know, Titans are probably here to stay. So with that said, how do you make Titans less powerful and more palatable, but still keep them aspirational? So, um, the idea of having a spool up time is, is something that allows dreads to be more of a threat to titans right now a dread drop on a titan fleet is like a nothing because the titans just one cycle the whole dread fleet like say say you drop 70 dreads on 50 titans they're going to kill 50 of the dreads as soon as you drop with the doomsdays and now you have 20 dreads left and the titans will just finish those off with the guns you won't get a single kill um and especially in in the kind of big tie-dye fight where this is more likely to happen um Dread guns just don't cycle nearly as well as Titan Doomsdays. 
So that's something that a lot of people don't know is that your effective DPS goes down in, in really deep tie-dye. So the less, the less active the gun is, like a Titan Doomsday, the more effective DPS you get out of it. So something like a spool time, and I, I put 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It's just a, it's a starting point for something I was thinking about. But something like a spool time where the Titan's gun spools up rather than fires and goes on a cooldown allows things like dreads to be much more effective against them. Um, and so, you know, like if Initiative wants to fight a group that has more Titans than them, like say, uh, say NC attacks you guys, right? And they have more Titans than you do. Um, and say it was just you guys, right? Right now, what would you? How would you fight them? You probably wouldn't fight them um, because it's just a losing proposition. But if you're like, well, we could drop, we could get 200 guys on our, in dreads and drop them on their Titan fleet, and we can kill 10 of their Titans before they kill all of our dreads, uh, or even five of their Titans before they kill all our dreads. Well, you're, you're like, oh, we'll just do that every time, right? Every time they put Titans on the field, we'll take five of their Titans, and eventually they're going to stop doing it. Um, or they're going to try to come up with a way to counter it. it. It just opens up a lot of counterplay possibilities that Titans currently do not have. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, I didn't think too much about the exact, like, what it would do to, like, let's say, smaller groups or low sec or something, uh, what the impact would be. But, I mean, you could also go for a middle ground. So you're saying... You subscribe to Pando? When you hit That's the, so uh, the Doomsday... It starts uh, channeling, or what do you call it, mm. uh, spooling. Spool up, And yeah. then in the end, you get the damage, and that's it. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. you could go middle ground and say, maybe half and half, instead of uh, uh, just spool up or just cooldown, you go five minutes spool up, five minutes cooldown. Yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. It's still an effective nerf to, to overall doomsday damage, but you're not, you're not front-loading that, that spool up as much. Um. And Thanks it still gives dreads time to shoot things. Yes. I mean, that's the point, right? So you, right. you can um, actually enter the grid, and then you have to trade before they, like after five minutes, which is fairly short, or ten minutes, Yeah, they're just going to wipe the floor with you. But you've had time to shoot. <laughs> like, that's the exactly. thing. Like, you've had time to, like, a lot of times now... I think five minutes just... is the sweet spot, though. One, uh, sorry mm -hmm. for interrupting, but I think five minutes no is the sweet spot because of the siege cycle. So what you don't want is dreads jumping in, shooting and jumping away, and then shooting one cycle, jumping and uh, jumping out. We did that before to test, for example, where we were on grid with yeah. the Stukovli. We freed like almost all the dreads. They couldn't kill like a shit on because we just you know bombed all the bubbles and cleared them, and yeah. then they jumped out. And yeah. if they would have to spool ten minutes, then they would be too strong. So I think the sweet spot is probably five minutes spool up, five minute cooldown. I want to emphasize like grid control. Like I, I think that you need to have more ships fitting points and tougher ships fitting points. Like right now, everyone just relies on their like five dictors to hold things while they fly around in super fast, super kitey ships. And I realize the irony of me saying this because I love super fast, super kitey ships, but I understand that I'm making a choice. Like I can engage in such a way that I can leave at any time I want relatively, but so can you. Like we're, we're it's it's. We fight until we both have had enough. Um, but if you want to be the kind of if you want to hold ships on grid, you need to have battleships with points. You need to have other ships with points. You need to, you know, you can't just rely on five dictors anymore. Um, so that that was the idea behind the ten minute uh, uh, spool time was that it forces a change in the meta. I'll um, tell you in, in forces people to think right about how do I 
kind of force people to stay on this grid. Um, and I think that would be good for the game overall. And, and it'd be a total change from what we see now, which is like fleets that elect to fight each other and then just immediately disengage when they feel like they've either lost their logic wing or they're losing the fight. Yep. And uh, you mentioned battleships uh, there again. It's battleships. So they should have yeah. like all kinds of things, I think. Like give them a special yeah. role, give them more cargo, like endless cargo, man. Mm -hmm. oh, it's not gonna yeah. be like the the the, the hollow, the new hollow thing, but like more cargo. I wouldn't more be opposed everything. If battleships got like a like an extra point from scrams, so like a regular warp scrambler yeah, would give like them this, three yeah. points. Why not? Yeah. Not now. I mean, they have now heavy scrams, right? Right. But those only fit on capitals, yeah, right? You can't, you can't really fit them on. easily. I mean, scr no, yeah. scrams you can fit, but yeah, it's tight. Regular scrams, but not heavy. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. But it's you like a thousand power grid or something. But you're gonna lose the HP for it. Yeah, yeah. I'd still, I'd still rather just you know make the warp scramblers just give them an extra point. Then you know a, a, a small group of battleships, relatively, you know, thir like you know, uh, ten battleships can hold super down. Uh, with with one scram each, and if you give them two scrams, it's five. You know. Yeah, just so... give them a bonus on the heavy scram and point. Yeah, sure. So they they have less fitting requirements for that. That would be nice. Sure, I, I I'd be fine with that. Just ways that uh, encourage people to stay on the grid, to commit to a fight, to not instantly destroy ships like with a Titan Doomsday, and to make having the most Titans yeah. not be the only thing that matters. Like the if you've been, I've been on both sides of this. I've been on the side where I've had the most Titans, and I've been on the side where I didn't. And the sort of sense of despair you get when you just say, "Oh, we can't do anything. Like, there's nothing we can do to beat this group." Like, and then you start thinking of ideas. You're like, "Well, what if I do this? No, that won't work. What if I do that? No, that won't work either." And you just yeah. start racking your brain, and there's no counterplay at all, and it's so frustrating. I've I've been there, and I hated it, and yeah, I, I are, hate being the one on the side now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now in the north there. Like, yeah. The only yeah. time zone where we could get a fight from them is US time zone. And then yeah. what? They outnumber us with Titans. So as soon as it's a yeah. Titan range, there's not much we can do. In US time zone, it's completely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it has like, been. So what, it's always like what that. If it's I told always you. about numbers, right? What if I told you that you could lose. 100 billion in dreads and kill a titan you might take that uh, and there's a chance for two I'm, i think i think you probably would take that you would say yeah we'll go for that if like if at you least guarantee me one titan yeah i'm getting and then has the potential titan. to go up to maybe five then i yes. wouldn't say five but but, but yeah. the potential i'm saying like if they yeah. make major mistakes and they fuck up we, sure you know sure. there's yeah. the potential right there but like you, if, you I, take, if i have one titan guaranteed huh? yeah yeah one titan guaranteed just from your numbers and then, With 100 billion yeah. worth of dreads, that's like, what, 40, 50 dreads? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah, and, but at Even least... Even though at times are not the at the moment. Yeah, I know, I know. But at least... But they don't insure. At least, you know, the thing you can say about dreads is you can T2 fit them and that insure them. That is true. Them. But they can loot and, the field afterwards. Right, right, yeah. But T2 loot's not that expensive. Uh, especially if you don't do T2 guns. You know, that's the... If everything else is yeah. just, you know, adaptive armor, you know, stuff like that. Um, anyway, my point is, is that at least then you would ha be able to say, hey, I have an option here. Whereas right now, it's like, my option is not to come. That's my only option. It's not to show up or it's to get totally destroyed. And yeah. those are terrible options to have as, a, as an FC or as a person commanding a campaign or any of those things.
Yeah, that's the worst. Like, if you if you know, like, there's nothing we can do. And also, the worst is actually if you form, form big, and then you have to stand your guys down. That's the worst. Oh, you hate that. You hate that. And but what are you yeah. supposed to do? Then take a fight yeah. like I did the other day. That's why I regret it. You know? Yeah. Then get baited right. into, not not baited from, from their side, but like yeah. mentality-wise, like you want to give your guys something, so you undock anyway. And then you lose, but, like, what? I mean, it's 30 ish, yeah. that's not a big deal. Uh, but, you know, it's the principle behind it. It's just, like, you can't right. do that. You can do it once or twice. It's not the end of the world, but that can't be your normal decision in these situations. And as much as your guys will say, oh, yeah, I'll just take the fight, I'm, you know, I'll be happy even if we lose, they'll stop showing up. Like, that, like that, that's, it's just a psychology thing. They, people stop showing up to losing fights. And everyone's like, we'll just take fights, you know, fun fights. Like, okay, you can do that. And then those say. guys will stop showing up. <laughs> and there's a reason, there is a reason that the other side always tells the, 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 the quote-unquote losing side that they should just take the fights. Because they know, too. It's totally disingenuous. I have done it as well. I think almost every FC who, like, engages in any sort of, like, discussion in public, like Reddit or anywhere, has done it. Where they're, they're super disingenuously telling the side, you know, take this fight that's not good for you because <laughs> the point is to get them out the field and to make them lose because we know their guys will stop showing up you know your own guys will stop showing up it's just human nature it's psychology it's not a big secret um and it's the reason for a lot of these sort of blue balls or hell dunks mindsets that i don't really like but i understand and then there's a question so isn't your solution uh, to just make multiple timers at the same time and take advantage of uh, of being more mobile than the Titans. The problem is, you have to still win the fight against subs. So as soon as you get pinned in that fight, boom, mm -hmm. Titans. Yep. And then it doesn't take long for Titans to wipe you out or like at least kill so many that you know your your fight is completely lopsided. And then disengage and be ready for the next fight. It doesn't take that long. Like they are always yeah. there. And then a lot of times, that's the smart move that uh, during the syndicate days, actually NC did a lot, was they form subs, and it's equal number of subs. Or maybe, maybe they even have just, let's say, they just have 100, and we would have 120. I still mm -hmm. can't take the fight, because I know if, as soon as I engage in that fight, there's going to be times I'm getting there like, ha ha, right? But yeah. they can sit in your staging and say like, look, we're just 100 dudes, right? Yeah, you're, you're afraid of 100 guys, you won't fight out. Exactly. You know, won't fight. Yeah. yeah, it's... You I, don't see yeah, them on grid, but they're it. there. Yeah, that's yeah a we've all seen it. It's, it's sad. Anyway, so that was my point and my proposal, was to offer some counterplay, offer some ideas for counterplay, offer some ways that people could um you know <laughs> could have a potential to, to like I, I hate that feeling of despair and like i said i've been on both sides of it and if you can offer it just having any option at all is better than having none and so i'm not i'm not with a single proposal solving the problem that players like to be in groups and one group will be bigger than the other and one group will have more resources than the other i'm not solving that one problem but i'm trying to offer at least sort of a, a situation where you're just not utterly hopeless in that situation, where you can have at least, if not an ISK victory, a moral victory, um, then you will probably feel better as a player in either side in that situation. Because um, if you're the group that has the superior Titan force and you get a fight, you're happy to get a fight, maybe we get an ISK war win, you're like, okay, good job, guys. We got a fight. We all like to fight. And if you're the group that is the lower resource side, 
but you kill three of the enemy titans you're like hey guys you know you can't rebuild a titan in a day we just rebuild these dreads in two days <laughs> you know but um those titans will take three months to rebuild and so we're, we're like that was a huge strategic victory for us great job keep showing up both side gets more numbers and that's that's a that's an engaged gameplay that we currently do not have yeah there's my elevator pitch for you pando how'd you like it i love it <laughs> <laughs> you think i should fly to fly to vegas next time and, and just corner the ccp art director and start saying that to him <laughs> you know what i would love to go to vegas or fanfest <laughs> Uh, at some point but yeah it's quite a it's quite a bit to go but uh, yeah you know the thing about visiting america is like you go to vegas you america is so huge that like visiting one part of it is really not like visiting other parts yeah so, I know, like i know that yeah yeah like vegas is a special uh, place too i mean yeah but it'd be cool I, i've never been to an eve meetup so i might go to one eventually you've never been to so, any eve meetup no i try to kind of keep my personal and spaceship nerd life oh, separate yes yeah, that's not yeah. a dumb move but yeah. at the same time like i had a good time in london it's not about like the game or ccp or whatever like it's about the guys you've been playing with forever I'm, and then i mean coming, high was there kenda was there shines yeah. was there brisk was there uh mm -hmm. like reza one of my old guys was there like a, sh a shit ton like of people like it was really it was a good time it, i enjoyed it a lot amsterdam i'm not sure about amsterdam <laughs> but I want to see like a big event because London was a small one. Um, Wasn't there one in Berlin? Yeah, G Fleet. But mm. at the same time, I don't know. It's not. I don't know why I don't get excited for like uh, an event in, in Germany, but. <laughs> Too close. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should have gone there, but. Uh, maybe next time. But yeah, yeah. I want to see one of the, the bigger events at least, like, like a proper yeah. fan fest. Yeah, well, I don't. I think FanFest is done, and I don't know what's happening with E Vegas next year. Like, I what know do you mean FanFest is done? Aren't they like no. they, this year? Fan they like, barely did anything. Okay, they're doing they like a good, real FanFest. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. You coming? Cool. Mm, I'm I'm coming around to the idea. We'll, we'll see. I hey, got, let's do it. Uh, I'm more I wanna, interested. I want to try come then too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed being on your show, man. Thanks for having me. Was really appreciated. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We we can uh, for sure talk about like I don't even know how far the list we we got here, but <laughs> we really it's funny for having like the list wasn't particularly long, and I think we got like a quarter of it done. So yeah. we were really why well, we <laughs> you're super used to the whole podcast thing, so uh, that helps. Yeah, my first time. It's not my first time here, but yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I hope we can do it again sometime. All right. Love to. See you. Then, thanks. See ya. Yeah, the guys on stream, uh, guys. Thanks for the subs and all that stuff. Miranda, Freddy, Veer, someone else that I missed earlier. I, f I couldn't. Like, I don't want to interrupt people for it. You know. Uh, where is it? Let me at least scroll up now. I can't find it anymore. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks for the support. Hey, what's up, Caneros? Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, that video that he linked, that trailer thing. Maybe we should play that in the end. Let's see. I'm gonna try to set that up. Close all the thingies. Um, yeah, if you guys are looking for the podcast version that's uploaded by Talking in Stations, 
if you are more of a YouTuber, I'm gonna upload it to YouTube too. Um, if you wanna join the Discord so you get notified and all that stuff, then do that. And then also, like for Christmas, I'm not gonna do um, obviously uh, a thingy, an FC chat, because that's simply um, the, the worst day. <laughs> that's that one day I have to be home. Like I can't, I can't do like spaceshipy kind of stuff. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm gonna set the trailer up that Asher linked earlier. Let's hope it's a good one. It's a player kind of trailer. Um, yeah, and then see you guys around.